0: What's up everyone and welcome back to the Super Scope podcast your wrap up in this week's biggest gaming stories leaks and rumors. We're back with episode 46. We're getting up there um on mm-hmm. September 20 uh, I'm sorry 18th. I am your host Retro Game Dude of course joining me as always is my co-host Ice Aurora of Phoenix Aurora Gaming. Um how are you doing this week?
1: Uh I'm still here. I'm still here per-
0: perfect. Um
1: I've survived another week in the Florida
2: wilderness. <laughs>
0: Feel free to join us on the discussion live on Twitch or Discord. Um, And if you're watching this on YouTube, tap and like that subscribe button. And um, let us know if we missed any, If there's anything else you want us to cover, um, drop that in the comments. And, of course, the audio version can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon's offering as well. Um, So let's get into uh, the state of the stream. Last week, we had a Phasmo stream. um, And it's never without... uh, technical errors <laughs> oh yeah so we finally got um Levy Ray in after like, what, like I say like the first I'm sorry the la- like, either the second the last or last game yeah I-, I just wish the game wasn't so buggy so see, every time we go into a yeah. game I'm crash on her
1: yeah it's really weird because like for a game that like I that game's great and a lot of props to the people who make that game but given the amount the size of the team and the amount of like Fidelity happening in that game and the amount of like assets happening in that game. It's really weird how loading seems to be like a lot of people take like forever to load and sometimes it like has lag issues and it's like I, I get it. Game dev is tough. Don't get me wrong, but it just feels like there's some sort of like uh, optimization maybe missing in some places.
0: Absolutely. Even with like the graphics, like I have a hard time. Like I've, I've looked it up too, and it's like the game is not optimized. I mean, it, let's face it. It's still in beta. Um, sure. So we got to give them some slack. Um, man, I mm. ran a brush through my beard right before streaming. It looks fantabulous right now. <laughs> <Nice>. Um So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, <close the> rumor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get out of the shower and it's like wet, but it gets like really dense, and I'm like, it just feels weird. So I go to brush it out. And now it feels great.
1: So, there you go. <laughs> um, I do the same thing. But yeah,
0: but I, it's nice. But I've I've looked it up, <laughs> and it's it's other people are having problems with it too. Where like there's just graphical options, um, or graphical issues with the game where it's like. We're not running anything too hard. I have an RTX, um, and this game right. bogs and like frame rate drops yeah. and f- loses frame rates left and right. Um, it hasn't been as bad as it was in the past, but it's still like uh, something that really needs optimized. And I don't know if they're just waiting until last before they go to full retail, uh, if that's like the right. last thing they work on or what,
1: but it's well,
0: that's, like a glaring issue. That's,
1: that's what's weird about it for me is it's like I would have no problem being like, yeah, it's still in beta and they're still working on it. But then, like, they'll do, like, they'll add new ghosts, and they'll add events that happen for Halloween, and they'll do things like that, like a live service game would do, but the game still is missing, like, 90% of the polish, and it's like, okay, I get it, you know, I get, like, you got, especially Halloween, I get thematically, it's very important to that game, but, like, it's weird for me to think that I have a product out that's in testing, and it feels like the only thing really missing in this game is like the polish and maybe a little bit of systems reworking in terms of like, but they've done a lot of systems rework to make it better. The journal was redone and a lot of that Mm -hmm. stuff was redone. Like it feels like the game's just missing some polish to make it and some optimization. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it's been missing that for a long time, but then they're like running out new events and then they're running out ghosts and they're adding Easter eggs for other things. And it's like, I get it. I get that stuff is fun. And I get you like to do that stuff. And maybe that keeps your game active and stuff. But like, you could also polish the game, release the game, and then and probably like... get a bunch of people coming in because the game's out. I know like people sure. in Dark, for example, Dark won't touch Valorant, even though Valorant's still got active content being added to it because it's still in early access, and he wants to wait for it to be a complete product.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it, it just feels weird to, like... It's like Final Fantasy doing their events all year long for the holidays while the game's, like... If it, Obviously, it's not, but, like, if the game was broken, like in Destiny, it's like when Destiny like does like a bunch of, like, this armor is disabled, this weapon's disabled, this entire weapon genre is disabled, and this whole subclass is broken by resistance not working and you all get murdered. But it's okay, because we're doing the Valentine's Day doubles. You'd be like, what? Mm. Why did that... I guess maybe if it was in the pipeline, already in the works, but, like, is that really the thing you're worried about? Is getting duos out here for, like, Valentine's Day <laughs> when people can't even play their subclasses or their hundred dollars exotics? Like, what are you talking about? But well, it's a copy-paste holiday event in the first place. Well, the, and that too, obviously the, the <laughs> phasmophobia is different because they're not copy-pasting, they're actually developing new stuff. Sure. It just feels like a weird priority to, to develop and add to the game, add new ghosts, add new items, etc. Add new levels, because the new thing we've seen, I don't know if you guys saw, they're adding that new level, that big, big level. What was it called? It's bigger than the Asylum. Do you remember what I'm talking about, or did you not see it? it was a PvP level? No, they're adding a giant oh. level that's supposed to have
0: Yeah, so I think it's modeled after happening. the Philadelphia Insane Asylum that closed down, and now it's just kind of Something like it's thing. There's yeah. that, I think another house, and then there's an, a campground.
1: I think um, it's the campground I'm thinking of, but, but it's like you're adding this stuff, and then mm-hmm. people are still having optimization connection problems, sure. graphical problems, like, and let's be honest, as much as the game is fun, walking around in that game, it's still janky and buggy, like... There's parts of it that feel really good and work well, but then there's also parts of it where, like, you're kind of watching each other, like, bend at the waist and be all weird, and then, right. like, do weird shit and, and like, it's move so... funny, and it's like, okay, this half feels like an Unreal test demo project sometimes. Like
0: it's it it, it it strikes me sometimes as almost an asset flip. And I'm like...
1: Right, that's what it feels like at times, right? And right. it almost feels like it started that way because a lot of the house stuff for the game is extremely cookie-cutter house stuff that you see, like, on the asset store. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, obviously, if you make a game and then you add to it and you build on it and stuff like they have good but it's weird to start with what feels like an asset flip never polish it and then just start putting content in it it's like okay right yeah it's like okay it's getting weird
0: yeah i I agree as much as i'd love to play the game it's like it's prohibitive at some points and like even with the hunts like even since like this like we started playing again i have not survived a single hunt so I don't know right, if it's yeah. because like there's always background static going on with my microphone or if it's because of the electronics not being turned off, which is well, a the new thing really that I didn't know you about. A lot, right?
1: Like it doesn't What's tell that? you much either. The game well, the game doesn't exactly like lay the stuff out there for you or like Right. it doesn't tell you like Because 'Cause I've survived a few hunts, yeah. Actually Claire's got a point because she said I have
0: she right. said she has
1: and I remembered that I have a couple times.
0: They just seem like heat-sinking like, missiles to me every single time.
1: Yeah, it's like a fluke. Um no, it just it the game, the game is, unfortunately, more of a mystery than I would like it to be at times. Sure. In terms of how things work and what you can do. and They tell you the ghost's name, but then they say, like, you know, Lovey reads a guide, and she's like, well, you're not supposed to say their name. And I'm like, well, you have to say their name to make them do stuff. But then when you say their name to make them do stuff, you're probably dead. Mm-hmm. So, like, what, what is the mechanic that I'm supposed to do? Like, what is the skill check here? Am I supposed to, like, do it a certain way? Is the cross even? How many times have I walked into the house with a cross and not known what it's doing? And then sometimes there's a bite missing out of it. And I'm like, I guess the thing happened. Oof. And then, like, uh, but we never have any idea what's happening. We're always just yeah. like, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah the whole thing, it's, it's not it's unclear weird. how that, how the cross thing works. Um, I, I think they've changed it, though. It's updated now. I have been, like, looking up some of the mechanics. So I think a, 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 a lot of it on our end, we deserve to sit down, read the new mechanics. Since Maybe we just, go last. Um, just go through so the, the journal. So we can be, a, I yeah, really reading, sure. You know? Yeah, I, I think that we're just kind of, we're missing something. I just feel like you know, once we figure out what that key is, we'll be a little bit smoother with the gameplay, but um, I don't know. We'll see. But speaking of, I guess we'll play that again Tuesday if you want. That um, yeah, sounds good. I haven't um, really thought about streaming this week so far. I haven't gotten gotten that far enough. Um, right. uh, and then just a quick reminder too, the Super Scope podcast, speaking of scheduling, will be moving to YouTube. Um, I'll have information on that um, coming soon. And, um, yeah, so I just think that, honestly, at the end of the day, YouTube is a little bit more um, built for doing podcast stuff, whereas Twitch is okay. really isn't. I don't um, like it for that. Yeah, I, I really think it is. So I'm going to be probably splitting the Superscope stuff out of the Discord as well. I'm going to have a separate Discord for just the Superscope stuff. So when we get together to record these, we have a dedicated um, thing to compile articles and stuff that we want to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we can go from there and then um we do have a new twitter account well, i haven't gone like officially like grand opening with it yet but um you can follow me at game dude retro on twitter but uh Super Scope cast is the new twitter as well i have like three posts on it i'm just kind of still getting it set up and running um i'll get you a password for it too so you can kind of get on there and if you want to make any posts or do stuff that's going to be all oh, you i so. was just going to go send a hate mail. That's fine, too, man. <laughs> Start shit with uh, Destiny devs. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, oh, of man. course, Jackbox on Saturdays. Uh, we had a good time. It's so weird that we have we have a good time. We definitely have a good time. But we have, like, two couples that keep coming back and playing with us. And it's so fucking cool. Like, it's it's yeah. so cool that they get to play those games together. And they choose us. So I I think that's Mm -hmm. really cool. I do appreciate them for coming back every week and playing too. It's very cool.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, It's like,
1: uh, it's like, it's like, it's like, what, it's like cooking a meal and then handing it to someone at like a restaurant and you watch them like eat the food and you're like, I made the food. I put the food in, I took the cold food hot in the oven and (laughs) they ate it Right. and they liked it. Like, how did you make this food? Like, well,
0: I took the cold (laughs) food, put it in the oven and then out hot
1: eat the food. I wasn't gonna do that, and then, like, as I got halfway through saying, like, you make food for someone, you give it to them, and then I was like, I have to do the oven thing. I was waiting for it, and I
0: watched it click with you, and I'm like, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you see
1: me, like, do, like, the, (laughs) I have to make the oven joke, and I was like, yeah, and then you... (laughs) Oh, boy. Claire is not
0: impressed. Speaking (laughs) of cooking food, holy shit, Um, if you're not in the Discord, we have a section... It's just foodies, and like Claire made bread from scratch today, and then made French toast on top of it, and it looked incredible. Mm. Um, Not just on
1: top of it, she made it with it. Yes, (laughs) I do not want the audience to be confused. She didn't make French toast on top of the bread. She made she she used the bread for yeah. She didn't use the bread as a receptacle eating on top of the plate for
0: the. (laughs) Oh God! All right, Um, what are you what are you playing this week besides Final Fantasy
1: fourteen? Um, Final Fantasy yeah. obviously. Um, I played... For some reason last night, I, ha- I opened up the Unreal Engine to, like, look at one of my projects, and I had the urge to play Bioshock Infinite, so I cracked it open and played for a couple hours. Um, I don't know if you ever got to play that game. It's great. Um Bioshock? Yeah, Bioshock Infinite, the third one. Not the f- for third one, I haven't played that one yet. Oh, I love that one. They do such a good job with it. Um... <clears> um But yeah, no, so I messed around with that for a couple hours. Um, I've been messing with some of my own projects. So not really as much gaming, more so looking at project things that I've been doing. Um, Just filling out the portfolio with stuff that I worked on. So I'm going back through the Unreal Engine and seeing things that I already did previously. So like, technically, if you want to know what I'm playing this week, I've mostly been just playing projects I did in school that are unnamed projects that aren't great graphically because Mm -hmm. I'm a programmer first. (laughs) So like... I'll have games where, like, you have to shoot, like, a target to charge your weapon and then shoot, like, another target to, like, score a point. And the mechanic is sound, but, like, the gameplay is, like, like, jank basic assets that come with, like, the, the starter pack in Unreal just mm-hmm. moving around because I didn't bother to animate them or really, like... That's fair. <laughs> but it's funny. Stop messing with that stuff. Um, I feel like I played something else, though, didn't I? Didn't we play something else or no? We played Phasma. We played... Oh, we played Phasma. Did you play, um, what were you playing on Steam Deck before? Weren't you playing like Final Fantasy VI or something? Yeah, I was messing around with Final
0: Fantasy VI and Mass Effect. Um, that's on yeah, Effect, the yep. Steam end, and I haven't really been back on the Steam end. To, to, it's, I have it set up to dual boot off oh, of the SD Oh, yeah, bar. yeah, right. Um, so I'm waiting for right. Steam Deck OS uh, 3, 3.0 to drop. It's in beta right now, and they've been like kind of um, just dropping features out here and there every week in the beta stage. So I'm waiting mm-hmm. for like the full retail release because 3.0 will allow, you, will allow you to dual boot Windows on that drive seamlessly. So you don't need to dual boot it off like an SD card or, or anything like that. So I, I don't want to get too involved with the Windows end. Um, I think getting the controller support and Final Fantasy fourteen on there working and everything was a, a project enough that I kind of want to wait until I do anything else crazy with it until Windows is on there natively. So I don't have to rely on the SD card. It'll run a lot a lot faster too. So I'm definitely there for that.
2: Hmm.
0: All right.
1: Um. Reminder for you and me, and also for everybody watching at home. Mm. Um. There is a demo for. I believe Harvestella has a demo. There is. Yeah. And that's something um, I was. So I downloaded it and I didn't play it. See, I didn't go grab it yet, but I remembered I saw that and I was like, oh, that's one I should grab. There's a few good demos right now on the on the Switch if you haven't messed around, like, uh, that, that game you posted in the Discord, uh, Game Builder Garage, it's 20 bucks right now, that one has a demo. So you can mess around with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other big one was Live Alive. Has that two chapters you can do that are demos of, like, China and Japan. The two, the two ages
0: that people would want to play the most. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, nice exactly. of them.
0: Okay. Expectations that were not met. There was a lot of spe- yeah. speculation out there about um, a Wind Waker game coming. Metroid still not announced, and we see the thing is too. I, we don't have a conf- confirmation on like a, a Wind Waker double pack with like Twilight Princess, um, mm. but we know Metroid's out there. We just don't know when. And yeah. we were definitely expecting it to be announced uh, this week. It was not. Right. Um, and all the people out there that are kind of like more speculative and have a career on speculating stuff, uh, got blown out of the water this week, so...
2: Yeah,
1: if I remember <laughs> right, one of the guys who had said Metroid was going to be there was one of the big, like, leaker dudes who always gets it right. Yeah. Um, it was kind of surprising.
0: Jeff Grubb, possibly?
1: Maybe. I, I he... remember they were saying, like, it was really shocking this time that he was wrong on, specifically on Metroid not being there, because one, we know it's out there somewhere, mm-hmm. and two, that the dude who predicted Metroid would be there has consistently gotten predictions right that were, like, out of left field and stuff. Right. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and usually, like, when we see these leaks, like, we have, like, Bloomsburg talking about it, like, you know, people like Jeff Drum, yeah and they were all talking about it, so it's like, this is like, okay, this is what's happening. Um, I I almost wonder if Nintendo just did this on purpose to kind of, like, break the trail of this hype. I don't know, I, because it's, it's kind of strange. Like, nothing gets hype more than a Nintendo Direct, maybe besides, like, an Apple developer WDCC or something like that. Oh, I was going to say, maybe, like, Holiday Surprise? Maybe, I mean, maybe. um, Yeah, I mean, maybe it could be, like, they just announce it one day, and it's like, boom, there it is. Um, Might see, like, on a Black Friday. But, but yeah, we, we've seen in the past, like, with, like, Wii U titles and stuff, that where they've they want to get more out of these games, so they re-release them to the Switch. Um, So, yeah. the only thing, I can see them at least doing a Wind Waker. It just it's just kind of a shame I guess because no, I, I, a lot of people were looking forward to it and I just and unfortunately it's as of no fault to Nintendo so it's you know it's people making careers off of this speculation sure um, but yeah so we got the first announcement um, it was pretty big but we said a fire emblem was announced the new fire emblem engaged or engage so mm-hmm. that was announced um, the getting a little flack on the character design, um, because of the, <laughs> I don't know, the character has, like, really strikingly red and red and blue hair. Because but... he's literally a Switch come to life. Oh, right.
2: <laughs>
0: literally a Joy-Con. But yeah. it's really cool, because it looks like, um, you're going to be able to pull heroes from, like, past games to help you play in battle. Um, I think they had, like, Marth you could, you could play as, or, mm-hmm. like, pull them through time. So I'm really interested to see how this mechanic works, um, I I would assume it'll probably be pretty Amiibo-heavy as well.
1: Yeah, most likely. I'm a little worried about it being gotcha-ish. Me too. Because the mobile version, there's a mobile game that's similar to this, where you can pull heroes from Legends Mm -hmm. and stuff. And the mobile game was very gotcha. Right. So I'm worried about that being... and, And it's one of those, like, normally console games don't do that. But games like Genshin and Lost Ark and such have sort of opened the door to, like, monetization happening more in console games now. Sure. Of that type. Like, it used to be back in the day, like, you know, even a game like Diablo would be, like, if there's a mobile Diablo and it's going to be monetized, when they do the full Diablo 4, it won't be. But Mm -hmm. now that's even up in the air because the, the, the mobile version of Diablo ended up mostly being a PC version for a lot of people. Sure. And it feels like they kind of just were like, "Well, the people who played PC were okay with it, so we can just put it in." Like, so I, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, it's almost like a boil the frog thing. Like they keep just they just kind of keep yeah. incrementally inching these mobile game and the shitty pace games like closer and closer to the to like console games, and it's like they're just trying to yeah. like, slowly, slowly marry them. And it's like we see it all coming. Uh, we and saw- yeah,
1: like oh, I mean, how many games we see now where it's like I made a joke. <laughs> I saw a thing today. I think you. I think you saw it. The potato thing. Whereas like oh talk about this potato like God. it's a video game and I was like oh yeah potato free to start <laughs> right, right. it's like two ninety nine bacon's four ninety nine chives are two ninety nine <laughs> and you can get a potato loaded pack for like three hundred potato gems the potato gems are like nine ninety nine <laughs>
2: absolutely
1: <laughs> like that's literally a thing you'll see everywhere Oh, oh one hundred percent and it's mostly been rampant in mobile games but it does feel like the last couple of years it's shifted into like the console market with, sure with all these free to play free to start games um, and you had stuff like Warframe originally was behind that you know Warframe and the Platinum did it. Genshin impacted it with their Primo gems and everything, um, but it feels like more. And now, but now you're at the point where like regular games, like you know, Call of Duty, sort of went into that with like their their like season passes with their four quarters, and now Destiny's doing it with their seasons, and then they have their currency too, and it's mm-hmm. like all these games that you would think it's a mobile only thing, but in reality, a lot of full blown console games like Destiny. It's just do being this. repackaged like, differently. We have silver; it's a paid currency. We have Primo gems; they're a paid currency. Like, yeah, yep, yeah. It feels pretty terrible. It's moved over from, from like, the, the niche mobile market into, like, the full-blown. Now, fortunately, some stuff hasn't moved over. Lo- loot boxes are there, but you haven't seen, like, energy yet in a game where, like, oh, you want to do a strike in Destiny, but it costs 5 energy and you only have 20, like, yeah. you can't like today. But I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to start doing that down the line somewhere.
0: I wouldn't be either, like, but I'll be long gone from Destiny at this point, at that point, so. Well, yeah. I, I guess
1: it. I didn't mean explicitly Destiny, I just meant, like, so Genshin's developers, is it Hollow... What's their name? Hoyoverse. Hoyoverse. They've got two more games in the pipes, I believe, that are Genshin-like adjacent in terms of mechanics, it looks like. Mm-hmm. One's like in space, and another one's like ninjas. And that space one ninjas. looks
0: so good, too. I'm like, mm. yeah.
1: But now I'm wondering if... Like you said, are we going to turn... Are we going to crank the the oven notch up one more point on these ones and see, like... Right. Energy going to these games, like oh, you can only run this so many times a day, or you can only do this so many times because you've only got so much of a currency. Like I
0: never understood, like the prohi- like the prohibiting people from playing your game. Oh yeah, like it just it feels so bad. Like oh, you can what play this for 20, 20 attempts, and then
1: what was the one the Amazon one? Reese was telling us about the Amazon one where like. Once you've gone into the raid, if you fail, or once you've gone in... Oh, no world. The stuff to go in breaks or whatever, and you have to, like, re the materials to go in the raid again. Yeah, that's terrible. And it's like, what? Like, you're telling like, I've unlocked the raid. Yep, you sure have. Pay, like, 20 raid currency, and then you pay 20 raid currency, and they're like, okay, get in there, and then you die, because it's your first run. And then after you die, you get kicked out. And once you get kicked out, they're like, okay, go farm raid currency. And you're like, why is there raid currency? What do you mean? I opened the content. Like, what mm-hmm. is... If- Holy yeah, shit. So like, yeah, that's, it was quite a time yeah. sink from what I remember to actually find. That's what
0: I've heard too. too. That was complete pain. Yeah. So next up much. there was, so is they saved this one for the finale, but we'll talk about it now. Um everyone, rejoice. Because uh Zelda finally has a name. It's um Tears of the Kingdom, and I think that's probably why they were debating on actually delaying this direct <laughs> yeah. in the first place. So Absolutely they were. <laughs> Yeah, there was rumors that they're like, oh, we might delay it, we might not, I are not sure. Um, but we finally got it. They're still playing the plot. They're still keeping the plot and a lot of the gameplay pretty close to the chest. Um, right. So there must be something huge going on in this game that we're just not aware of yet. But you can see, like, he right now, like, he's running out. Like, the whole, the whole area is, like, shattered. Like, there's floating islands all over the place. Um, and mm-hmm. it looks like you'll be able to travel up to those islands and then back down to the ground. Um, yeah so it's it's pretty interesting to see because this is a direct sequel to um the previous title um, right so I, I will be interested to see you know what, what exactly is going on here
1: oh yeah oh man the legend of Zelda F in the chat <laughs> that should have been the title F in the chat <laughs> but um,
0: we also got an announcement for Pikmin 4 so no one expected that I don't think um
1: I had no idea. I think Claire mentioned it. And I was mm-hmm. like, Pikmin. I was like, that doesn't get new games anymore. <laughs> and right. then he's being, like, had Miyamoto come out or whatever. And they're like, oh, Miyamoto-san. And he's like, Pikmin shirt. Pikmin Bloom. And we were like, is this really just for Pikmin Bloom? There's no way. There's got to be a Pikmin 4. And then they were like, yeah, so Pikmin 4. Right. And I was like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> well, that's the thing. We
0: were discussing um, two weeks ago, I think, on our on this podcast. Because um, we were discussing, oh, they are talking about bringing back Old GameCube games and revitalizing yeah. them for for the Switch. My guess was F Zero because it's you know the work's already done. And Claire right. said, "What about Pikmin?" I'm like, "Well, I don't see like I don't see them doing a, a Pikmin remake, but we just we got a Pikmin Four, we got a sequel, so that's pretty damn close." And then she said something about a Kirby game, and I'm like, "I don't think there's anything Kirby wise that would a either be worth remaking or um we just got like a couple of Kirby's this year, so we, we got did, Kirby
1: this year, yeah,
0: right." So we got a core Kirby game. We got like a kind of like their own... The mini Kirby game. Mirny, yeah, yeah, almost like a mobile platform version of their own internal, you know, on their internal platform, but almost kind of like mobile So we weren't expecting that either. Claire is a right. genius. Yeah, she's <laughs> very, very humble. Uh, but yeah, definitely a genius. Oh yeah, totally. Genius. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're getting Kirby. And that is a remake of a Wii game. So again... Completely unexpected. No one called that except for Claire, apparently. So <laughs> that's that. Yeah. Um, we got a new trailer for Bayonetta three and that will be coming out October 28th. So that is quickly approaching as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then the Kirby game will be releasing February 24th. Uh, we had, a, we finally got a date for Zelda, uh, May 12th, 2023. And the fire emblem engage will be coming um, January 20th. So we've got a lot of Nintendo games right around the corner. Um, I'm oh, still yeah. holding out hope for, for that Wind Waker game. At least it, just it by itself would be great. Um, I know you're probably holding out hope for the Metroid games, which we know for a fact is in development.
1: So. Yeah, so that's the thing is like, th- well, those would both be good things for me because I never actually got to play Wind Waker, like, at all. Oh. And Twilight Princess, I probably played maybe half the game, not even, mm-hmm. and never finished.
0: I'll be honest then, with you, I never touched
1: it. I, my friend had a Wii, and she let me borrow it, mm-hmm. like, the whole console, but then I felt bad having it for like more than a few days. So after a few days of playing it, I was like, "Here, you can have it back." And she said, Did you beat it?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." She's like, "Okay, good." And I was like, "Okay." Oh. <laughs> so it was one of those people who were like, <laughs> "Like, so, um, so I never finished that." And I, and you know, the, the Wind Waker one is stupid on my part because I bought the black 32 gig Wind Waker Wii U, and then never played that game. I sat here with the wind with the Wii U sitting on my table, plugged into my TV every day. And I'd, like, I'd play like a bit of Smash, and I'd play something else, and I'd play something else, and then I'd play my 3DS. And my son's <laughs> like, aren't you going to play Wind Waker, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, eventually. And he'd play it a little bit, and I'd be like, yeah, you aren't you to play Wind Waker, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, eventually. And then I got rid of it. Mm. <laughs> so, too much with right. that. <laughs> so um, much for that indeed. And the, the Metroid thing, I have played Metroid Prime 1 to <laughs> death, and I love that game. I've actually never played 2 or 3. But I know a lot about them from watching design videos and breakdowns of them and everything. Ah. Um. So I'll be excited to actually experience them for the first time myself on my Switch next year when it drops next year. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's a whole franchise I haven't played since. Oh God, I don't even know. It's Metroid on the Game Boy. So. Metroid uh, Two. Wow. Yeah. Metroid Two. Um, Metroid II, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I wanted to play zero mentioned. I have a bunch of them on the Game Boy Advance. I just I picked up the cartridges over time. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I got an Everdrive, so maybe I'll maybe I'll break that out on the
1: Game Boy Advance and, and play that. So, we do some Metroid streams, yeah, maybe. So, let's chat with you and talk about them. I played those games, nice. I've well, the original Metroid I played probably when I was too young to really bother with it, but I played Metroid 2 like crazy, the Game Boy one, the one you're talking about, beat that one a bunch of times. Uh, Super Metroid, yeah Metroid Fusion, which is 4 technically And then Dread Oh man, when we started on Dread, so mm-hmm. good um, And then Prime 1, but not the other two Prime games um, And I did not touch the other games I heard some people say Metroid Hunters on the 3DS isn't bad But it's not It's a 3DS game Which, no offense, the 3DS is great But taking a GameCube Wii U title And trying to like 3DS it was weird for them Yeah um, <laughs> They just did a good like job what we had, they had like, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. It's just one of those things where it's like taking anything with a double stick layout and trying to put it on the 3ds. In the days before we had, because this was regular DS actually. So this yes. was way before we had the little stick thing that you could manipulate the second camera. Like playing so, Monster Hunter Try on the 3ds was fun, mm-hmm. but not having the double stick was awful. Like the original
0: DS had a
1: strap on it,
0: and that strap had like a thing you could kind of like tighten around your thumb. So, that yeah. you had like a plastic pliable thing that you could put on the screen without bitching up the screen. So, that was like your joystick. Because right. it, it came. Sorry, with... hang
1: on. There's a crime happening. What happened? Oh, this just in. Breaking news. Alligator drive by. Did you get it? Oh, it's a... amazing. I'm sorry. Hang on. Everybody needs to see this. Somebody get? in my house took an Oreo and ate the cream. Oh. And then put the other pieces back in the container. oh. <laughs> That's one of your kids. you can have to talk that's to That's one them. of your kids. <laughs> that's a cry. <laughs> she's in, she's incensed. That's hilarious. I'm sorry to break up the stream, but that's incredible. She shuffled over with her package of Oreos and this look on her face, like she couldn't believe it. Oh my god. Oh boy. So
0: yeah, so like I was saying, like there's a like the DS came with like that little strap so you could come like. Yeah. control your character. I hadn't ne- oh, met the one on the side,
1: right? Huh? I think I remember seeing that. Is it the or am, I, am I thinking of the 3DS one that attaches?
0: No, it was like a pocket strap. There was just a little string oh, okay. and then like that, that string like the, basically like had like a little pocket that little string pocket strap that you could like loop around and it would so you could like have it on your wrist, I guess. <clears throat> That's cool. So you could wrap it around and kind of like that little knob. I, I'll th- send you a picture of it because I have it looking at it on my okay. shelf right now. Um but the little so it had like this little plastic thing that kind of contoured around your finger and you just tightened that or on your finger, and then you could, like, touch the, use a touchscreen as um, your, kind of, like, your POV. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they did some pretty ingenious stuff to get that stuff on, on the DS workable, but it was still oh, yeah. skimpy, but...
1: And then we skipped on... So that was <laughs> Hunters, which I heard good things mm-hmm. in general. Um, God, what was that other game they gave us when people were, like, are you fans of Metroid and want more Metroid? And we were like, yeah. And they were like, check this out. And it was like Federation Force. And it was like, you didn't even play a Samus. You played as like a generic soldier. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was like so bad. Sure Everybody what. was like all weird chibi robo characters too. Like even Samus was like a weird wannabe me character. And you're like, okay. <laughs> what are yeah. we doing? We, that, was, that was a misstep. Those Those were the dark times. That's when we thought Metroid was just a dead franchise. Because all we were getting was that and like that... Wasn't there a sports game like a met- like a Federation ball game too, or something weird? I don't know. It was it was a bad time, right?
0: What's well, like the, what they do? Like, oh, this franchise is great. Let's give it a soccer game. Let's give it a tennis game. Why are we doing this? Someone will buy it. Yeah, that's totally up their ML.
1: Links crossbow training. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who could forget the classic? They were hard to find at GameStop, right? No, we had we had a super abundance of them. <laughs> I know. I'm just joking. Uh, oh, I had, yeah, you I had had it. we were like. I, yeah, I, I should have realized. I was like, because there, there was some weird games that were hard to get a hold of. As funny as it is, Wii Sports, when I left GameStop like 2016, Wii Sports was worth money because for some reason you couldn't find it. Well, it was a pack-in title, if because so of,
0: it was like if you didn't have it. was have a pack-in title. It. Yeah, they didn't like, make many prints outside of it.
1: That's, see, that's what's funny is because that one, that one was a pack-in title just like the Crossword Training was at one point. But for some reason, Crossbow Training, we had a bajillion of. Obviously, because it was a much shorter, less popular game. Sure. Um, whereas, like, Wii, like the original Wii Sports was, like... For the longest time, it was cheap. Like, under 10 bucks, And then, all of a sudden, it started going up. And I think when I left GameStop, it was still going up. Hmm. Um, and God forbid, if you had, like... I think there was a Wii Sports and Sports Resort 2 pack. Like, a double pack of Sports Resort and Sports Resort 2. With extra things. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think at one point that was actually only like 10 bucks more than just Wii Sports because nobody cared about the other stuff. Everybody, because you remember Wii Sports was that thing where like old folks' homes would get Wii's, kids' facilities would get Wii's, like, did, like, everywhere that you could think of would get Wii's Everyone and just install them in their central bowl. spaces. Bull, yeah, yeah, or whatever. So it was like, holy shit. Um, yeah, so for a while, Wii Sports, despite also being a packing title, Wii Sports was like liquid gold at one point in like the, in the, the Wii community. Mm-hmm. Um, that was wild the wii's always had weird pricing shit though because like that was the same system where we had like that thing happen with fire emblem radiant dawn
2: mm-hmm.
1: where that thing shot up over 100 bucks um was it the original xenoblade chronicles got like a reprint through gamestop where like they paid the company to reprint more of them and then gamestop took them all and immediately Unwrapped marked them as like pre-owned right yeah Unwrap and them. put them on the shelf as all pre-owned only for like a something dollars and it was like holy shit. shit guys yeah what is that yeah oh yeah you want to talk about shitty stuff when when that first came in, they were like, We're getting more Xenoblades. And I'm like, Oh cool, everyone's always looking for that game and it's like hundred bucks, so this will fix both of those problems. Mm-hmm. And then it came in used at 129.99 and I was like, What? And they were like, Yeah, yeah, that's the new price now. And I was like, But this game was like only fifty, sixty dollars. It was fifty dollars new and then sixty used last week because we didn't have any new copies anywhere, because it didn't exist new anywhere. How did it go to one twenty and they were like, Oh, that's just what it is now? And it was like Yeah. Oh my god, fucking <laughs> And you wonder why people cheer for them to go out
0: of business. Like, such dirty fucking um, business practices.
1: Like, don't get me wrong, I had a good time at that company, and my personal store and, like, manager and the people I worked with at my team were great. And we did everything we could to fight against, like, the corporatism of GameStop in our store. Mm -hmm. Um, But shit like that is like, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, I can't, like, mark that price down to a normal price for people or anything. All I can do is just be like, I hate to tell you, but it's what they have. Like, I'm sorry. Right. And that's shitty because then we have that sort of, like, we're building good rapport with the people in our community, and we're actually a, a positive force for the gaming economy in our area and collectors and
2: everything. Yeah, and, and it's then all shit, lost. like that has to
1: happen. And right. all I can do is just be like, "It's not my fault. It's like not my boss's fault either. It's like this goes all the way up the corporate ladder to somebody in marketing or some shit who decided to price it like this. And there's nothing I can do. And I'm sorry. Like it's so shitty. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, burns. Terrible. What little good will we had? Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, that's a shame.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, a building goodwill at a GameStop is tough. Like sure. people come in there expecting to get hassled and expecting to get harassed and expecting to get pushed to do stuff.
0: Yeah, they come in with an roll so, like, already. Like that's
2: the thing. We it's have like to eat.
1: work. Yeah, we had to work our asses off just to get people to like understand that we were just people who also like games and we're trying to look out for them within the confines of what we could get away with in our store. Like, right? <laughs> what are you gonna do with four? What you do you mean four K? What is it? Gonna right. Be, what are all, is it all
0: four be? polygons that of a character's face? and 4K, um,
1: how different does it even look? What do they do? How do you upscale? I, how do you upscale 18 triangles? I that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know. I'm trying to pull up a picture of this because this is so ridiculous. <laughs> Here we go. What next? We're gonna where Mario's gonna come out with like the original Mario NES upscaled to 4K, and it's like, what? It's the same. It looks the same. What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> like, what are you gonna do with it? Right, right. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do with it. So here, here's an
0: example of what we're missing out in, missing out on in 4K. Um, I know you're on a, probably on a, a little bit of a delay there, Dicey, but just kind of hang in there. But
1: um, I am.
0: Oh, well, I have to stretch it out. So imagine this. Imagine that in 4K. Oh boy. Um, so this whole front of his face is one polygon, and there might be one polygon there, one polygon there. <sighs> So we're talking one, two, three, four, five, maybe six, seven polygons on a head, and then maybe like eight for the bottom.
1: Four K. I don't. Isn't it, isn't it going to look worse at that point? Like, isn't this like? Yes. <laughs> isn't, this, isn't, just, this, isn't this like what happens with the CRT where like? Right. The reason they did the pixel remasters of Final Fantasy is because when they took the old Final Fantasy games and they upscaled them to it current looked like tech shit, they looked worse because right. the artist had designed them to look like on a CRT screen.
0: Like not only on a CRT, but because of the PlayStation's graphics processing buffer didn't exist, like it was all done in real time. Right. You had it looked like shit on purpose. That's, That's what gave insane. like the PlayStation its iconic look.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah so yes that's, that's that, insane
0: i i don't know what to tell you um yeah when i see people like oh they're um upscaling n64 games to like 1080p and 4k <laughs> like at what at what purpose
1: um that's like it's like we have to we have to start getting like huh, i don't even i can't even come up with a good dumb joke analogy this is just stupid right right I got nothing. I was going to make a macaroni art joke and be like, oh yeah, make macaroni art and make it like 4K with more macaroni. It's like you can't even make a good joke about this because it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just going to look stupid. Uh, I don't know. That's, let them have it. That's whatever. Yeah, this is this is what
0: people have been pining for for, for decades. A maybe re-release maybe of this. we'll get people
1: Maybe we'll get people uh, on your new Twitter account who can hop over and explain why Xbox is killing it right now because they're getting 4K Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know.
0: So that's that's where we're at with, with 007. So everyone who has been itching itching to find out how poorly this game aged, uh you are well on your way. So 1
1: years later this game is about to enter the find out stage. Yeah.
0: Um uh, we're oh certainly boy. we're certainly there. All right. So next up, um square enix came out swinging its dick hard as it usually does at a nintendo direct um they uh we have eight eight games they're releasing between now and i think february at the latest maybe march um so they're doing like one and a half games per month uh right now so we're they are cruising yeah this is pretty wild so um We've got Front Mission the uh, first that that's a remake coming November 22nd. They also announced mm-hmm. Front Mission 2. I don't know if it's going to be part of that bundle or if it's going to be like bundled together or if it's going to be like a separate release.
1: My only concern right. is if they do a
0: separate release it's probably not going to get a physical. So yeah, probably. I mean,
1: that's kinda, I mean, I I would imagine something like Limited Run would scoop that and make that happen, but
0: you know. possibly. Um I think it's um Play Asia usually gets square stuff. So Okay. Yeah, I feel like having a three to four week wait, um, right? For right. Asia.
2: God, what? a I
1: had just bad vibes from when I ordered Doki Doki Literature Club Plus, and it took like three months to get here. Well, that was, a, pretty was like a period of time. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a well. No, I think I it came out. It came out, but I had gotten it from like a Canadian retailer, mm-hmm. and I think they had sold more than they had stock of, because mm. like. The day that it was supposed to be shipped to me, it didn't say it got shipped or anything. And then I didn't hear about it for, like, two months. And I was like, well, I guess it's in the wind now. Oh, wow. And then it just showed up all of a sudden. And I was like, oh, God, I forgot I bought this. (laughs) Yeah, so I forgot I ordered it. And then I ordered it again. So I got, like, two copies showing (laughs) up at my door. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. I was like, shit. I was like, uh, yeah, because they were like, oh, yeah, the second batch is... um... Yeah, wave so
1: went up, and you're yeah. like, I better
0: grab it. I Better grab it. <laughs> I better grab it. This is it. And, um, I did, I did that the other day. God damn it! With, with I got a um a Bluetooth receiver because I was like, yep. all right, I'm sick of having my controller tethered while I play Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, I'm gonna go order a, a Bluetooth radio thing for my desktop because for some reason it's the only thing that didn't come integrated in my motherboard. So I ordered another one, and um. I go to order, I go to install it, and, like, the driver's like, you can't have more than one Bluetooth thing installed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So it's like, I go to install it, or it said, like, check okay to tell to basically agree that you don't have to. It was so worded so strangely. Mm-hmm. It was like, check check okay or click okay to... to Say that you don't have two radios installed or uh, on board. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I, I did the thing. It's like, no, it failed. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I look in the back of my computer and I'm like, what the fuck? Do I already have one? So I pulled it out and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I, and I thought that was like for like a mouse or like the headset, some other peripheral. I don't know. Um, yeah. no, it happened to be a, a Bluetooth thing that I already didn't have set up and configured. And I still can't figure out how to get the goddamn Bluetooth on this controller working. Um, specifically for huh. Final Fantasy 14. I don't know what the problem right. is. So. Huh. That's right, and with that, um, it was just like that meme um, from The Umbrella Academy where they're both driving by each other. It was like this is the two Bluetooth radios. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I digress. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Other announcement: Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. Um, the that's a new one. The sequel, I guess. Um, 35th anniversary. Oh, yeah. It sounds like that's coming out fe- uh, February 26, 2023. Uh, if you're into like Final Fantasy Guitar Hero,
1: that's it. Dude, it's. It's, even not playing it, just the fact that you can have, like, the music in a collection like that is wild. Because you can just pick it from, like, a player to, like, listen to, so it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, and they, t-
0: they do, like, t- they've done, like, a bunch of, like, audio takedowns lately, haven't they? Like, on Spotify and shit. Yeah, and they're pretty, even...
1: Square in particular is pretty bad about that. Not yeah. all the time, but, like, like the Final Fantasy 14 stuff tends to be left up more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot, in general, they do like to pull shit for some reason uh, at random times. Right. They will, Final Fantasy XIV will pull shit if it's before the launch of the patch. Like, like when that, when Scream was going around before, um, yeah, they could when, not... when like clips of Scream were going around, that would keep getting pulled. Yeah. It was
0: like that with footballs. You could not find that song yeah, anywhere. Footfalls
1: was the same way. Into the, what's it, or In the Balance was the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tend not to like let it hang out until it's like publicly available for whatever reason. Right. Um... No, but that's cool, because like Kingdom Hearts did their Melody of Memory, and same thing. You can just use Melody of Memory as a place to listen to a bunch of Kingdom Hearts music. Mm-hmm. So having that for Final Fantasy on the Switch is awesome, because they'll both be in one place. And oh, the theater rhythm games, like, oh. they're fun, but even if yeah. it's not your thing, if you like Final Fantasy stuff, or even Square Enix stuff, because it's got Near Automata, it's got stuff from Live Alive, it's got stuff from the Romance Saga, it's got stuff from the Tales games, I think, or a Tales game or something. My, triggers in there. My question There's a bunch is, of random
0: yes. cool Square Enix stuff. Is the is the twitting going to be on there? Oh, it better. It Could you imagine fucking if better be. on there? If if it's not, I'm not touching it. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna personally have um. My, oh my God, it's this this shows lawyer contact Square Enix to let them know I am not buying it unless the twitting is on there.
1: It's gonna be it's... like uh in the DLC pack. <laughs> Did I tell you how mad I was about that? Yeah, because you you weren't there when we watched it live because I was watching with the kids and like they're like talking about the music and they're like this song and that song and the chrono trigger echoes of quarters of time and i'm like oh that's awesome and uh jason's like what's your favorite final fantasy song and i was like i really like melody of life from nine i hope that's on here mm-hmm. but with my leg it's going to be like an add-on and then they were like and a DLC pack with twenty four songs, including Melodies of Life, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> no, like, as soon as no. I said it, they were like, "It's in the DLC, and the del- well, it's in the deluxe edition." And I was like, "Motherfuckers!" I, sh- I called it. I shouldn't have said anything. Motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I manufactured that. Like you did. I rolled that into existence on myself. I was like, "Come on!" But uh, it was so funny. So we we um
0: we got a shit ton of farming sims. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was just because of the proximity to, like, TGS, um, but Square had their offering, um, Harvestella, which, yep. I, honestly, of all of them that were announced, it looks pretty solid. I'll, I, I gotta give them that. Um, yeah, it it like almost that that... looks like, kind of yeah. like, if you look at the background, I mean, it almost looks like a chibi version of Final Fantasy 14, with, like, these giant you know crystal structures me? in the background. <clears throat> What's that?
1: You, oh, you know, I didn't think about it before. You know what it gives me? It gives me hardcore, like, Crystal Chronicles vibes. That, too. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It's got, like, that vibe going. Sure. Maybe not the character, I guess. She's a little not... She's not, like, chibi, per se, but, like, the environment that they're in and those big crystals and stuff in the backgrounds reminds me of, like, something you'd see out of, like, Crystal Chronicles. Oh,
0: absolutely. But, yeah, it looks pretty good. I mean, it's got, like, a nice... Looks like a nice battle system to it. I really can't complain about that. It looks like a little little bit more of a premium offering than most, um...
1: Was that Jobs, even? Yeah. Like, a Jobs command? Wow, okay. So So there's gonna be some... More complicated than just swing sword, I guess. Right. So somebody mentioned they were like, "Isn't this just an Animal Crossing ripoff?" And I was like, "You didn't watch this." No. Like, no I get like, not. the high Animal Crossing farming game, and a lot of farming games are coming. But like, right. nobody could watch this and say this is Animal Crossing unless you've never seen one of those two titles. Like, right. It's not like remotely the same thing.
0: Like this almost looks like it's like an, a a full fleshed out RPG that has some farming mechanics to it.
1: That's what it feels like to me. Where it's not yeah. necessarily
0: the focus.
2: So. No,
1: I agreed. It feels like it's. It feels like if they hadn't shown the farming elements, you could have just pitched this as like a Final Fantasy spiritual successor kind of game, right? And nobody would have thought twice. It's just that they kept showing the farming mechanics up front that made people be like, "Oh, it's a farm game." Sure. Look at have like attacks with names and shit, and there's like a whole plot going on. There's, yeah, it's definitely a, like a full bit, blown JRPG.
0: Right. This is a little bit more more in depth than like Harvest Moon or um. Oh yeah. You know, anything else like, in Root that Jack genre right thing, now? Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I'm definitely there for that. That that looks pretty solid. I'm I'm content with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I can play that demo. Yeah, we maybe we can uh, knock that out. I was gonna say tonight, but nah, Final Fantasy 14 stuff to do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we got uh, various day life that is also coming to Mm -hmm. uh, that's already out. So that is the spiritual successor to Bravely Default, which I know you love that game.
1: So I'm yeah, surprised. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't know if that's got a demo out or not. I'm not sure about a demo. It's weird that it's from the same team that did Octopath and Bravely Default. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because that, Bravely Default 2 was like not even a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I got it for Christmas. So it's really funny that they that they put out... I think they have multiple teams and they're all kind of working on similar projects at the same time. Yeah, like, that and that team must be uh, fucking busy. Yeah, no, absolutely. But they are... Ch-
0: they're, they're putting
1: stuff out, like, every ten, ten weeks. Well, and we have an Octopath Traveler 2 coming. Well, someone's please um, take this font away from Square. Yeah, dude, I saw that <laughs> meme. Holy shit. Um, so, well, because there's, like, this. Mm-hmm. But there's also an Octopath 2. Octopath just put out a mobile game, remember? Right. Which none of us played because it was a mobile game. And is, is that the one that had NFTs in it or something? Or is that just the one that was... I don't think so. Mm, oh, it was... um. It was uh, ooh, what is it called? Come on, work with me here. The the a bunch of people from Studio Ghibli who are no longer with Ghibli worked on that project to make it have Ghibli style art. Oh Nino Kunai? Uh, Nino kuni Yeah. Nino kuni had a mobile game that was like not only was it. It was like, like it was eight levels game? of currency or something. Yeah, there was like multiple like crypto NFT integrations and shit too, yeah. and it was like, oh god. Okay. So I haven't tried the Octopath mobile game then. Um but that's something that the team would have been involved with. Plus, Bravely Default 2 isn't that old yet, so that's been a thing. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, aren't they also the ones doing... um, What's the other HD 2D game? They're doing a Dragon Quest three remake in HD yes. 2D? That's right. still also the same team, right? Because it's their yep. engine. So it's like, well, they, must, they must just have like 500 people in a big room, and they just keep shipping in pizzas. And they're <laughs> like working on eight things at once in a big nest together and they're all just like running around like i'm gonna help today i'm gonna help these guys do the hg2d for dragon quest 3 and then tomorrow i'm doing dragon quest 12 with that guy and then the next day i'm doing the this next monster hunter thing with these people and then the next day i'll be i mean i guess that's capcom never mind but like (laughs) no it just feels like there's so much shit happening at screenings it's like there's got to be some crazy shit going on like right. and not even taking into account fourteen and sixteen, who are probably also both in one big room together working on shit too. Oh yeah, Yoshi is watching both of those teams at once. Mm. Oh, that like Square Enix is just on fire with like what uh, whatever is happening. Yeah, I don't, it's, I, I don't. I would want to visit them one day and just see what their headquarters is like because it's got to be just like a big like it's farm be yard, right? Fucking room. Really developers in there, man. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be some crazy shit going on in there. Oh my god, could you imagine you go to like Square Enix headquarters in Japan and you're like, I'm here for the tour. And like the carpet unrolls and then like Yoshi comes out with like the cane and does like the Willy Wonka like backflip <laughs> oh, entrance and you're oh like, my oh my god. god. Stop, you're going to like, oh my god, that would be there's, too much. <laughs> the bunch of like Oompa Loompas with the Oompa Loompas are that one translator guy. They're just Lala he's like, They're all Lala <laughs> Yeah, he's got a bunch of Lalo-fells running around in there. Oh man, you're lucky I can't draw or else I'd be making a comic about this on YouTube right now. <laughs> In the Square Enix developers oh, headquarters, man. and this is Willy Wonka's Yoshi P and the JRPG factory. The Eorzea berries taste like Eorzea berries! Oh my god. <laughs> one kid, like, one kid shows up, like, fucking. The, like they're like oh my god you can even do the stupid the new mount for the for Endwalker is like the person in the TV it's literally like oh the Mike TV my thing it goes in the TV god, you can literally make a whole skit out someone of that could, oh my god
0: okay so there's someone there's people out there that make these skits and I don't know how they <laughs> yeah, do exactly. it Exactly. but I call on someone to please make this happen it needs to be a <laughs> thing right oh my god um yeah that oh man absolutely so. <laughs> Oh, I could sit here and just talk about that for hours, but we can't.
1: Um, and then like and then and then and then the the, the instead of the snowberries we can have grapes. You can have the wallpaper look like the old style grapes <laughs> instead of the new grapes.
0: These grapes taste like remember once we lived <laughs> Oh
1: my god. We're having too much fun. You with can that. have like and 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 in the merchant the merchandise store they can have like a braided cord for your hair and it costs like 10,000 gill. Oh my god. So okay. Well, Romancing Saga,
0: that's a remaster. I think, I wouldn't be surprised if that's coming out of the studio too. Minstrel Song, coming December t- 1st. Yep. Um, Harvest Dell is November 4th. F- Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm is fi- February 26th, 2023. Um, oh, yeah. And then Romancing Saga, like I said, December 1st. And then Crisis Core, that is also <clears throat> yeah. um, a remake. Probably not coming from that
1: studio. but No, um, I think that's probably the remake team. Right.
0: So, yeah, I would assume so, too. So, a lot of speculation here. They are completely redoing the, the battle system here. Um, and remember, like, on the PSP, like, you didn't have two joysticks. You only had the one. Right. So you couldn't do any kind of, like, real fancy camera turning or anything like that. So they had these, like, really nice 3D environments that you really couldn't explore. So it looks like mm-hmm. this is getting the same battle system that Final Fantasy Remake has gotten. Um, you can see in the top left corner that the that, that jukebox system, or not jukebox system, the uh, slot system is moved to the side where it's not like in front of like, you know, blocking the actual battle. System. Oh, yeah. So, All huge. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of speculation that because this is part of the Final Fantasy Remake series is that this is going to be a different retelling. Of the original story, and we, may ha- we might get some different endings here.
1: I think so- it's the ending. I think I think they're going to roll with. I I want to say their excuse to remake this game is that this is going to be a telling of the Zach that we saw at the end of Seven Remake. That's I mean, what for, I'm thinking for like a game that's a couple years old, but right. Um, at the end, so at the end of Remake, we retreated to a scene where Zach survives the encounter with uh, Shinra's military, and mm-hmm. he comes into town with cloud in tow, um, and we know that's not the world we're in in remake because in remake he is dead, right? And so, off, so there's a thing where, like, I mean, we're like lore diving, but like, all throughout remake of seven, there was this uh, dog they would use as like the Shinra's mascot. Mm-hmm. It was like this military dog, and he was on the walls in some levels, and he was on like flyers, and he would show up on merchandise sometimes. And then at the end, when we saw the Zack survive, Zack survived the military encounter, and a flyer flew by him, and it was a different dog. So it's a different timeline than the mm. one that we're currently in. Right. Which would make sense because the whole point of Remake was that to our understanding, the best we understand, Sephiroth had found a way to go back into another timeline and he, he, was, cha- he was rewriting history, or sure. attempting to rewrite history anyway. Um... And, again, spoilers for a game, but whatever. Um, At the end of Remake, the main crew ends up killing the, like, Arbiters of Fate, which were Mm -hmm. basically the the spirits that were sort of trying to keep the timeline the way it was supposed to be. And when you kill those things, and it, like, opens up the timeline to be off the rails now, because, like, Fate is gone, um, they show Zack survive his encounter with Shinra, like, pretty much at the exact same time. And you see the spirits <clears throat> forming around Midgar where he's fighting, and then they dissipate mm-hmm. as if they had also been eliminated. And that's part of what kept somehow allowed Zack to survive his encounter in his timeline. So we've, now we're dealing with two different timelines: the one where Zack survives, and the one that we're currently in, remake, which is a sequel to the original seven in another timeline from the original seven, because Aerith was being told by Aerith from that world. What Sephiroth was planning that's the only reason she knew what was happening and that's why you're getting these flash forwards where cloud is seeing the memories of the other times they did this already with Sephiroth so like whatever's happening it's spiraling but the only change that needs to happen in remake uh, in reunion I should say in Crisis Core reunion would be to have Zack survive that final battle right. like you could pretty much tell the rest of the story beat for beat and it wouldn't make any difference. Um, they could, that, you would they they have could change the, the nuance, but they could. Yeah. This is a chance for them to either retcon things, mm-hmm. not even retcon, because it's a new timeline, right? So they right. could do sort of whatever. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we could, could even have like seen? a Sephiroth
0: redemption arc with this Final Fantasy 7 going forward. We, we don't know. Like, you, you, they could have it's like possible. two Sephiroths. One's like, okay, the one that has like had his shit together didn't lose his fucking mind, and right, yeah,
1: exactly. You know, Who knows but, how the time's gonna go, right? Yeah, it could go anywhere. I mean, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I know, right now, it seems like the Sephiroth we're dealing with just basically wants to do a mulligan. Mm-hmm. Like, he lost, and he's just not happy about it, so he wants to mulligan. Um, but like you said, this could even be, like, maybe the Sephiroth from Zach's timeline isn't a wacko. Sure. Or it came to grips with his whole thing with his mom. And that's the thing, also. That's one thing that people are excited about with this, too, is because um, Old Seven, you had stuff like Dirdus Cerberus and you had... Stuff like Crisis Core, where they explored these beats of like Genesis and Angeal. Mm-hmm. Angeal being the guy who was Zach's mentor and gave him the Buster Sword, and Genesis being sort of a precursor to Sephiroth. Another person who was powerful and wanted to be a hero was in Sephiroth's shadow, and then kind of had a mental break when he realized he was a monster, mm-hmm. and went through the same kind of shit Sephiroth and went through later. Um, that never got resolved fully because there was like there was like a hidden ending with Crisis Core where vincent met up with someone or something and it was like a Genova project thing was happening that still involved genesis genesis was still alive and geo was still alive and they right. were eating like in a cave or something and nothing ever came of that because for whatever reason whatever they planned for that never went anywhere i think dirty servers didn't really sell well and so mm-hmm. dirty servers didn't get any more content and then crisis core sold but never got any expansion or content um and i think they moved on to the remake universe so i think this is a perfect opportunity for that whole genesis and geo story to actually be flushed out all the way and have meaning instead of just being like a dramatic cliffhanger, mysterious thing that never got resolved. Sure. Although to be fair, we also have Ever Crisis coming to be fair. Yeah. And we... Ever Crisis could also be the resolution to their story as well in sure. a way that doesn't tie. Cause Ever Crisis seems like it's going to be a retelling of seven more point for point, like, like an actual remake of seven, but like with like the, uh, what do you want to call it? Like, I don't want to call it low effort because it's not low effort. It is good, but like mm-hmm. not hyper realistic, not crazy photogenic like um, version of it. Um, but with it, but honestly, with the name Ever Crisis, it also makes me wonder if we're just going to be looking at other timelines that Sephiroth is messing with, too, or something. Who knows what we're doing? Yeah, it's very possible.
2: Point.
1: It could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy. It's cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's cool as shit. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, let me be clear. Final Fantasy is cool shit. Some um, people
1: may think that uh, Final, Fantasy 7, uh, Final Fantasy games don't uh, excite people anymore. Not That's
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> God damn
1: it. Just
2: get out of my head.
0: Uh, I love it. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ, dude. Um, we also got an announcement for Octopath Traveler 2. Um, mm-hmm. Again, another unexpected uh, game announcement. So, <laughs> I am. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to have the giggles now. Uh, again, with the font.
1: Again, with the font. Again, with the font. The Triangle Strategy font. Remember the, when yeah. I was sending you Triangle Strategy memes for like a year? Dude, they were like the that best. stupid font.
0: That was the best. That, see, that would be a great a great feature for that Discord forum thing. Is just oh, yeah, stacking just, those memes. Just shit, yeah. Just to piss Dark off.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah.
0: Oh man. But yeah, this looks fucking phenomenal. I'm here for it. I'll watch I'll yeah, play this all day. Um, big fan of the first one. Uh, big anime titties. There we go. I'm in. So, anyway.
1: Uh, oh, the dancer. <laughs> or No, she's the thief, I think. Yeah. Was she? Yeah, I think she was the thief character. I don't. Can Square 2 <laughs> do a game without goddamn someone with cat ears, for Christ's
0: sakes? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Apparently not. What for? There you go. Um, no, we cannot. Apparently not. Claire says no. Yeah, this oh looks God. great. I, I'm I'm excited for it. Everyone's excited oh, yeah. for it. If you're not I'm excited, excited you're
1: probably not pulse. You what's up? I'm excited to beat up townsfolk again. Dude. <laughs> True. No. I was just knocking out Townsfolk? I was like, hey, look what I can do. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you got the whole town. I was like, do it.
2: Do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that pretty much wraps Squaresoft's offering there. Uh, moving yep. on to other notable third-party announcements, we have Tunic, your game. It's coming yes, to the Tunic Switch. Is fantastic! Um, Everybody should play that game. Absolutely, play that game. If you like Zelda, if you like Souls Elements, I guess you could say, like Light Souls Elements,
1: this yeah, game for you. I don't like part. to mention Souls because it. I feel like calling it a Souls turns people away, and yeah, it invokes and like a, it's way too hard. It's not. The game's pretty forgiving. You you can get killed easily. Mm-hmm. A lot of enemies will kill you easily. You can wander into places where you're not supposed to be and get merged by rats with sniper rifles, don't ask. Sure. Um But and the and the boss fights are tough. The boss fights are intentionally and I and, and I, I absolutely did. I think for the last fight of the game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I did actually turn on there's an option in the settings to make it so you just can't die. And I turned mm-hmm. that on to the last boss because it's hard as shit. Yeah. And I know you were working on that for um,
0: a minute too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I yeah, I didn't I didn't just like be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's hard. I'm not going to bother. I could have beaten him without it, but it was one of those, like, the night that I was playing, I had already played like an hour and a half, and I was like, okay, either I turn this on and I beat this guy now and get my ending and move on, or I come back to this again tomorrow and maybe burn all of tomorrow doing this. And I'm not the kind of person who likes to burn multiple hours in a game and not feel like I made progress. Right. But that's the nice thing is you can turn that on if you want to. And if you don't want to, you don't have to turn it on. You can just play it the normal way and, and kill the guy. Um it's it's really cool that they give you the option to just if you want to, you can. Sure. Um But like fantastic exploration, really good level design, really good puzzles. Um and it it really made me feel like I was a kid again because like it was the kind of stuff I'd see in the old NES where like like playing Zelda for the first time, the original, where like you didn't know what to do, you didn't know where to go, and they they would there was hints and there was clues, but you really had to figure that shit out. You had to actually sit there and and work your mind to understand what a puzzle was doing. You had to look at the environments in some places. You had to look at, where have I seen that before? What have I seen this before? Um, it's it's really good. I mm-hmm. I Not perfect. There was a few things that were like, maybe I disagreed with. And this could even just be ideologically like, I think some <clears throat> things were too hard in terms of figuring out. And some it's, things were like, too easy to figure yeah, out. Definitely not but, hand-holdy. Um, no, I, not I at all. I think it's really reaching back to
0: like, older school games where you didn't yeah. have... Strategy guides, you didn't have like online playthroughs, and Mm -hmm. it's it's it was kind of like almost like a a fresh breath of air because it's like it's a whole new world, it's changing some of the rules, um, changing some of the expectations you have in these kind of style of games. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're gonna walk into a a weird ass room just you know out of compulsion to discover and explore, and
1: it's gonna be like, okay, well, I know not to go there now. Um, Oh, yeah, (laughs) until later, and there was. There was tons of, like... There was tons of power-ups and weapons that were just optional. If you right. didn't find them, it didn't matter. And if you found them, well, then great. You found a unique... Th- you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of how they did, like... I want to say, like, Link to the Past kind of had that. Where, like, mm-hmm. you didn't need certain items that you could find. Like, the staff and the cape and things like that. They were just optional things that if you found them, cool, kick-ass. Right. Like, you found a cape that's invisible. You found a staff that makes the, the red block. Or the staff that does the blue thing around you, like... Or, like... But this is like all of it was like that. Like outside of a couple of items that you had to get to progress the story, the rest of it was pretty much all just like shit. That if you found it, it was like good for you. Great. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. So like it was. It was good. I I would say, I I very much recommend it. And especially like, I think the price tag for tunic is like thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, it's not much. Which, it's, it's worth you every penny.
1: It's one of. One of the best cost, like the three best cost investment games I probably bought in the last year were probably that game, Shredder's Revenge, and uh, Vampire Survivors. A hundred percent. I'll um, tell you what,
0: if there if there was like a contender for like Game of the Year for like an indie tier Game of the Year, those three games are it. I, and I'd actually yeah. love to see Shredder's Revenge and like the Game of the Year running for overall.
1: Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, dude, Shredder's Revenge was like they they got they nailed everything about the '90s oh arcade God, games dude. to the dude. Yeah,
0: they got um. Oh, what's his name? He did the Sonic, the Hedgehog soundtrack as well uh, for Sonic. Mania. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. Holy shit, dude! It was just like everything encapsulated, but like it was just this perfect piece of like nostalgic uh, fan service.
1: Oh and, yeah, like
0: oh, it was just it was perfectly captured. Um,
1: and we've had a just good like, resu- or, like we've had a good resurgence of that kind of content the last few years because we had like, like the City Girls it. and stuff. Yes. Um, one and two, I think they had a couple of games like that. Zero, one, um, and two, yeah. Um, yeah, we're Lock a couple Mania. of those kicking around. Dude, yeah, Sonic yeah. There's, there's... Was... Can I just say how fucking
0: awesome yeah. Sonic Mania is? I know every time, every time we, time we, we to... bring this up, I do this, but it's so goddamn mm-hmm. good, and we need a sequel.
1: Yeah, Sega <laughs> continually blows my mind with how like not on the pulse they can they're be with ch- stuff like that. They're like, um, if there was a game of like Hot
0: scot Hopscotch, they're on all of the wrong squares at the right wrong time, and it's like
1: I will give them credit. Shit. I will give them credit so far for Frontiers. I don't know why they went about the way they went about showing us frontiers, but every time they show us frontiers now, it's like they're starting to realize what they should be showing because every time I've seen a frontier trailer or a gameplay thing, it's been looking significantly better every time. Right. And nothing's changing. They're just changing what they show and how they present it. This so has it been feel like a weird disjointed Sega game. It actually feels yeah. like a very cohesive Sonic game that's interesting. This has been it's the strangest wild.
0: high risk high reward ad campaign I've ever seen a company do. It's
1: like every time yeah. they release
0: a new thing, it's like, okay, now this game actually looks like something that's not a pile
1: of dick. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, the first time we saw it, they just showed us gameplay, and it was like in like a it wannabe was... Breath of the Wild, right? Coast of like islands area with like grass and rocks, and you were like climbing shit, and you were doing things, and it was like, what is happening? None of this really makes any sense. It's not very cohesive. I don't know why we're mm-hmm. here. Why is? What are these attacks we're doing? What is happening with this and that and the other? And then the next one we saw was like an actual trailer of footage where. They showed you inside old sonic levels and they were like you're actually going to the old sonic levels as part of like remembering these things in his head and that's why you visit them and it was like okay that makes more sense and then they showed us more of the running around the world and it was like okay this looks better it looks like we're actually cohesively moving around and the, and the levels are designed for this better and then the third one they gave us like a full trailer with a whole new song that was really good and like us narrative stuff happening and then all the gameplay footage of that looked like it kicked ass and it was like why did What? What happened? Who directed that first footage of, like... I
0: don't know. It's like, like are you guys developing like this side-by-side side as you're making the trailers? Because, like, remember, is that why your game worlds are empty? And all of a sudden there's, like, a shit ton of stuff to do in these game worlds now? I, I, what's going well, on? Remember
1: the first the very first footage we saw, the guy wasn't even doing it right. He was, like, falling off the wall and having to go back up. And we were getting those jerky moments, like, from Sonic 06, where he'd be, like, running a loop-de-loop, and he would stop partway and just kind of be like, oh, and then, like, kind mm-hmm. of keep going. And we're like god this looks terrible because it did and then all of a sudden they were like okay maybe don't show people who don't playing the game right and maybe don't show people who are like fumbling the mechanics and then it was like oh if you actually cohesively play the game it looks like it it compiles well into a thing it was the weirdest the weirdest shit to show it the way they showed it i think they were trying to go for like like how uh, midnight suns did it where they like did like a breakdown up front of like what mm-hmm. the game's gonna play like but they didn't have anyone talking And they didn't have a person cohesively playing, they just had a dude running around or something, and it was like, okay. (laughs) Something about that first
0: trailer they shit the bed hard on.
1: Yeah, because remember, everybody was like, oh god, more Sonic 06 shit. And then it was like, and then we got a full trailer, and people were like, okay, it didn't look that bad. And then we got like, a launch style trailer with like, full content and voicing and and all the shit, and the music, and it was like, oh, actually, this flaps pretty well. Like, Mm -hmm. you just have to actually give us this shit, and we'll be fine. It was so weird. It was, I've never seen a game go from like, this looks terrible to so this looks great without the game actually going through an overhaul right it was the weirdest thing i don't know it's so bizarre and then and sonic has this weird thing that it does that all the time remember the sonic movie it did mm-hmm. the same thing they were like sonic movie and people were like yeah sonic movie and when we first saw it everybody was like oh my god it's terrible and then granted that they went and fixed but like what is up with 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 sega and like their hand in the pulse it's like it's like they do a thing and they're like here's our thing and right. it's like did you ask anyone about this and they're like right do you no are you interested in all playing, what your fans want <laughs> and then everyone is like this is shit and they're like and then they put their hand on like the person's throat and they're like oh my god a pulse okay we can use this to like make sense of this and then they like would fix shit and it was like they've been good about that lately i mm-hmm. mean making sonic mania happen was good like hiring development team out of the fan base um, of that fan game maker whoever mm-hmm. to make sonic mania great decision um sonic movie changes great decision sonic 2 fantastic movie loved what they did with it the new sonic frontiers looks great but like every time along the way it's been like what the fuck was happening at the beginning of that project that you didn't just do the thing that made more i mean i I don't know marketing is tough i I guess it just it feels like a lot of companies don't have this much trouble doing this they do a lot of asking questions up front they want a lot of like very early testing to ask people how they feel about this stuff right and i feel like there's no way they ask people how they felt about teeth sonic and there's no way they asked people how they felt about that first first yeah, the trailer. Yeah,
0: there's no way they crowd tested that Sonic and and we're like, oh yeah, this. No, do it. no way. Not even <laughs> in the slightest. Absolutely <laughs> impossible, right? But anyway, back to back to the notables. Uh, we have uh, It Takes Two, last year's Game of the Year, coming to yes. the Switch November eighth. Um, so maybe I'll finally pick that up. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sifu, that is coming to November uh, November eighth too. That is. I don't know if I would call that a Souls-like, too, but I know it definitely has a skill ramp to it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, well, it's,
1: it's sort of a roguelike, if I'm not mistaken, right. because when you lose a fight, you get a year older, and your stats go down slightly, hmm. but you learn a new technique or a new skill that makes you a better combatant. Interesting. So, like, when you first start, like, you're, like, a young 18-year-old, and all you can do is, like, basic Street Fighter, like, punches and kicks and shit... And then you lose your first fight, and you go up a year, and you're 19. But you mm. learn like a cool technique, and then you hit 20, and then you hit 21, 22, or something like that. Every time you lose a fight, you just age, and then you get rewarded a technique, but your stats go down. So by the, if you end up getting to the end of the game in like your 50s and 60s, and you're an old master, you have like 30, 40 techniques, or your techniques have been leveled up like crazy, but your stats are, through, are like through the floor. So like sure. you can, you have cool shit to do you don't hit hard and your glass cannon. It's like it's it's interesting. Hmm. It's an interesting mechanic for sure. And it's very like reflective of the old roguelikes where like do you remember Rogue Legacy where like when you die you leave your character like your shit and an ability or whatever? Or like a mm-hmm. m- special skills or whatever? Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of something like that. It's a cool mechanic. It is gonna be nice. interesting to see what people do about I wanna see people do like no death runs, right? Where like you beat the whole game with no techniques because you beat it at like the like, the youngest age you could do it at or something. Right. be interesting. Well, I wonder how old you can get. Like, is there a cap, like, once you hit, like, 90 and you die again, your guy just doesn't learn anything and doesn't change? I don't know.
0: It's very possible.
1: There's got to be a limited, well, there's a limited pool of techniques, right? So, like, right. eventually, you'd have to hit the point where, like, dying could not reward you with a new technique. And would... therefore, it wouldn't make sense to lower your stats, because yeah. then there was no trade. So, I... it's, like, eventually, it must be a hard cap of, like, 100, where it's, like you get beat up as a hundred year old man and the game is just like, they're like, the, the, the thugs are like, Oh, hey, hang on. He's like a hundred fucking just leave <laughs> him alone. And they just don't beat you up or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, it's
0: interesting. You have to like find that, that specific, like, that sweet, the sweet spot balance between like having stats and having enough abilities to get you through.
1: Right. Yeah. Cause you figure if you're as old as possible, those techniques are not going to matter if all they're doing is taking like 1% of the dude's health off. Like, what are you going to do? Like, flourish them to death over, like, a 30-minute fight? Like, no, you're going to right. want to actually be able to hit them. So, But then, likewise, in the reverse, you don't want to walk into that room and be like, I can punch and I can kick, and then just that's it, because you're probably going to get your ass beat. Sure, You're going to want some good techniques, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting.
2: Mm. Hmm.
1: And here's one that no
0: one was expecting to come out. Um, fifth of uh, the North Star Fitness Boxing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who asked for this, but I'm here for it. I love this idea. Um, you are already working out. <laughs> right. Everyone yeah. everyone was just like, nunny when the, when this oh, game was god. announced. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so that's coming out. Funny. I played the demo for fitness boxing, and I didn't uh-huh. realize at first, and then I was like, oh my god, this is actually fitness boxing with a North Star skin. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit.
0: <laughs> Incredible. Yeah, so... <laughs> That's 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 a thing coming out. Um, it's so weird, but I'm I'm here
1: for it. (laughs) It looks Um, smart though, isn't it? Because it's like those games are already going to sell to the people who want to do the workout. Mm -hmm. But now, people who are like anime fans might be tempted to like get in on the working out game because they're a fan of the franchise. Even if just for the meme, it's like (laughs) right, yeah, exactly. Um, and next up, uh, Resident Evil.
0: 3, uh, two, three, seven, and village are coming to the Switch. Unfortunately, they're cloud versions. They're all cloud versions. So yeah. that's a thing. I encourage people to not buy those. Because yeah. fuck that.
2: Um, I'm in the
1: same boat. I, I get that they I'm I'm I understand that the Switch probably does not have an easy time running Resident Evil 2 and 3 remake, maybe or Village, because it's like and even seven was like pretty pretty top of the line at the time. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I mean it's it's tough. We've seen games like Doom and Doom Eternal like really work their ass off to make those games run. Right. And and Seven in particular, maybe Village Two, it feels like you can get away with like a lot of like deloading things that are off screen, couldn't you? Because like it's all first person. Sure. So like it feels like it feels like they could have done it, but maybe it would have been a lot of effort. But it also kind of feels like uh oh, slap a cloud version in there kinda of feels like sell ish, right? Please. Like
2: Eh, like yeah, Like,
1: put a cloud version. And it's like, come on, you guys, Doom did this. If Doom could make Doom Eternal run on the Switch, you guys could make Resident Evil 7 run on the Switch. Right. Like, I get that it wouldn't be the easiest thing in the world, but I wouldn't have a problem paying, you know, full 60 bucks for, like, Resident Evil 7 or 8 or Village. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's, like, all local, and, you know, instead of being like, oh, it's a cloud version. And that's the worst part, right? Because it's like, they charge full price, but then it's a cloud version, and it's like, all right, so, like, you're telling me it's a $60 Switch game, but it's only playable... When I have like my home internet, I can't bring this to like out in the street in the bus, like you know, unless that's the switch. The whole point of the switch is to, like mostly do that with most games. And we're not yeah. talking about some functionality. This isn't like Smash where I can't do online matchmaking on the bus, but I can play all the rest of Smash. This is like, no, the entire game doesn't run right unless you're like in your living room. Or whatever. We've already that's seen like possibly. these cloud
0: versions of Kingdom Hearts ran like shit, so mm-hmm. it's like we already know that this is oh, yeah, is yep. an uphill
1: battle.
0: Like, even with good network, going to be in your living room. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, even even people had like good connection. They were sitting in the living room, and the game would still be like, uh, and then like lag, and you'd get murdered. And it's like, yeah, right. good luck fucking doing the secret bosses in Kingdom Hearts three, yeah. on, on the cloud version. Like, holy shit, you can't even play it, like in that capacity. No, you're not. You're not proud. Moding the cloud version, right? Like. It's insane. No doubt. Uh,
0: so yeah, unfortunate that for that. Yeah, but um, if you can t- tough it out on the cloud version, or if you don't have like a computer or another console i i guess that's the only yeah, way to play just it on the
1: switch but... i get it i wouldn't recommend it i would mm-hmm. i would say to start looking for another option but i get it sure Rune factory three
0: that's coming no release date on that one yet um another farm simulator faith farm coming in spring of 2023 um mm-hmm. endless dungeon that looks pretty good i would check that out too that is coming 2023. Um, Radiant Silvergun. That is a port of a old Sega Saturn game. If you're into like shoot 'em ups, that is definitely one to check out. Um, definitely a very nice looking game, and that mm-hmm. is available now as well. That came out the day of the direct. Um, Atlier Rise of Three: Alchemist of the End and the Secret Key. Uh, that is coming out February twenty fourth, and Tales of Symphonia Remaster unfortunately this is the 30 fps version of the game not the 60 fps version of the game which again Mm -hmm. this is a developer choice that just feels lazy um that is coming out early 2023 so uh, unfortunately if you want like the definitive version of this game you're either going to have to emulate it or play it on the gamecube and good luck finding it on the gamecube at a decent price yeah so yeah that wraps up um the nintendo direct um if we missed anything specific let us know down in the comments um and then let us know, you know, what you're looking forward to from this direct uh, to anything. So let's move on. We also had the same day a PlayStation showcase. And um, they debuted one right off the bat. It was Tekken 8. Um, oh, yeah. And I, it was funny because I was watching the trailer and it was like, it looked like what was Bumblebee's head from like the Transformers. I'm like, weird leadoff, but okay, I'm here for a Transformers game. And it was like Tekken. I'm like, oh.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's, I thought when I first saw the head in the ground, I uh-huh. thought it was going to be Killzone. Okay. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, they're oh, bringing back yeah. Killzone because the whole thing is happening with COD and they need something to compete. And Sure. Sure, Killzone's coming. I get it. And then it was like, nope, it's Tekken. It's Jin. And uh, right, I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I really haven't played much of the Tekken Tekken's game since probably PlayStation 1. Um, yeah. so I'm way out of the loop. See that it's fucking bummed his head. Um so yeah, I, I really don't uh I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a game. Um now I mean there it's it's going you know, going to compete with a Street Fighter and I, I mean we we've seen Street Fighter, we'll probably talk about that later, but uh, you know, really hitting its yeah. stride. Um with with, oh, with yeah. you know, six about to release. Um, Dude.
1: And you know what's funny about that Street Fighter right now is is just devouring the fighter scene now that Smash isn't 100%. putting on new content. Right. Like they're literally they're actually literally doing exactly what Smash used to do too, where they're like, they had Evo a few weeks mm-hmm. ago, and at Evo they showed two new character trailers. They're literally doing the Smash shit where they're like revealing, they're drip feeding us the characters coming to the game and hyping the shit out of us for it. Like you would get with the Smash trailers and Smash announcements. They like they made that famous and now here we are. Um it's so funny to see that. All fighting games have kind of moved in that direction. Dragon Ball Fighter Z did that with their season passes. Mm-hmm. Um, Guilty Gear did that too at Evo. A, a bunch of different games actually had their announcements and their whole like character reveals. Like it's crazy to see how that's what it's become, and it's wild. Sure. Um, but the craziest thing about it, though, I think so far is that Tekken hasn't tried to do that yet. Tekken hasn't right. actually done that with eight. Now, granted, this was our first announcement, so you have to give them some wiggle room here because when street fighter first got announced, it was just, Hey, we're going to make me a street fighter. Sure. Um, and the, the, the hypey announcements came later down the road and Tekken's done it before. Remember Tekken had knocked from Final fantasy 15 as a guest character in seven. Mm-hmm. And they had Negan from the walking dead when that was still a thing. Um, like 15 years ago when that was popular or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know, but like, but like, yeah, so like they've done this shit too. They've had that same playbook and I feel like it was all spawned off of like, Smash Brothers doing that shit originally. Um, but but no, uh, right now, I mean, Tekken just showed up, so who knows what Tekken's going to do. But I feel like Street Fighter usually is the more popular of the two, if I'm not mistaken. 100%. I don't have numbers to back that, but I, I'm pretty sure more people will play Street Fighter than Tekken. Um, but on top of that, Street Fighter is in prime position right now to hold that field. They are the ones everyone's talking about, they're front and center. Um, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Is sort of on a downswing because I believe their, all their extra content finally came out. And so now it's just kind of in the Smash Bros. category of, like, over.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we're waiting to see if they do more or not. 3 dollars is in a good place. Tekken is Tekken. There's actually another one that we're not hearing about. And I don't know who's going to start mentioning this. But the guys who make League of Legends have been branching out and making other games. Remember they did, like, a League of Legends RPG? Mm-hmm. That Crown King game or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and they made a mobile game they're also working on a street fighter style fighting game um and they did one video and they showed us uh, a couple characters doing mechanics and attacks and everything and then we never saw it again and that was like probably the beginning of the year so that's still in the wind and we don't know when or where it's coming from mm. but that one looked really good the the gameplay and the mechanics of that was very street fighter but in all the right ways sure so that's a thing for fighting fans coming down the ropes but like, dude, it's a good time to be a fighting game fan. Dragon Ball Fighters is great. Street Fighters looks great. Tekken looks great. What we've seen. Yeah. Um, and Smash is obviously at its peak. It's never been better. All the characters it has and everything. Right. Um, and Evo just happened. Guilty Gear did good. I mean, you've got like, you've got Grand. Was it Grand Blue Fantasy? I think it's called. Mm-hmm. There's there's our Skullgirls. There's a few other like niche fighters that make good appearances every year, like Evo and stuff too. Um. The fighting game community is eating good right now, and with with Street Fighter VI coming, and now with Tekken 8 coming, and this Arcane like League of Legends fighter in the works too, they've got plenty to look forward sure, to. Sure,
0: absolutely. I think Final F- or Final Fantasy Street Fighter VI is going to pop off. I, I really think that they've got something. Yeah, sorry. Yes. They, I think if, they've no, got. good. I think they're they've got some lightning in a bottle with this release, especially with the, the, the styles that they're doing, um, the stylization of like the the paint splattering, um, the the yes. the, the First person story mode, like the character creation, yeah, um, all, all kinds of stuff they have going on in this game. You can play the old Street Fighter games in the game, like that, there's an access to like play the old Street Fighter Two uh, game. I'm not sure which, I can't remember which version of it, but it's Street Fighter Two. One of those like
1: 400 line probably two turbo, right? That's the one like everyone that. likes.
0: Yes, uh, if it's not turbo, that would
1: be a miss, right? Because like that's the one everybody plays think. or whatever. Right. Uh, um, so yeah,
0: it's definitely pretty cool so i it's uh, again i'm uh, not into that into that um genre but as an outside objector it looks like like, this whole scene is about to pop off so i'm I'm that's the
1: thing i don't ever really play them but i orbit Mm -hmm. them and i like the hype and i like interacting with the community because there's some of the cool like you get some chuds in that community but in general you get a lot of people who really enjoy games in that community who are having a lot of fun um celebrating hyping up the games and It was rough for a little bit because, like, Marvel vs. Capcom was one of the big franchises. And then they put out Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Do you remember that? Yes. And it, like, bombed really bad. Like, and it was, it's like, it's a prime IP mashup. You've got Mega Man X in there. You've got Guardians of the Galaxy characters, like Rocket Raccoon. you got Monster Hunter was in there. The Monster Hunter Hunter was in there. Like, Mm -hmm. you had a bunch of, like, you had, you know, all these cool characters. And people were really excited. Um and it didn't work. Like the story was cool as shit. You'd probably love if you actually you should sit down one day and just watch someone play through the story mode because the the story's kick ass. You've got sure. um Ultron, the the Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. He partners up with Sigma from Mega Man X Sigma and becomes balls. like Sigma Ultron right. or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, that's right. interesting. <laughs> and so they become like one thing. It's like Ultron Sigma. Huh. And they start stealing the Infinity Stones to gain power and like okay. they can control characters and make them evil and stuff. So they've got some people taken over and it's cool as shit. It was a really cool story. Hmm. But that was the only thing that was cool. All the mechanics were like, people said the mechanics were bad. The fighting felt bad. That's a lot of stuff wasn't broken and like, wasn't balanced very well. And it got dropped from evil real quick because they were like, oh, other games people want to play. There's, That's a there's, shame. There's, there's be there. Um, and that, and yeah, cause Marvel vs. Capcom was like MVC one and two were like the peak of like fighting and community fighting games. Oh, people yeah. to this day, Swear by Marvel's Capcom 2, like as one of like the pinnacles. They're great looking games, that, and like, it's such it's a great been, mashup like, that doesn't make any sense to work, yeah. but it works well. It works so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, two came out, three came out, did well, and then an Infinite bombed, and we haven't seen or heard Heads of Tails of that franchise. That's a so. shame. People people thought two might get a remake or something because mm. that's a good way to bounce the, the franchise back is to like make a remake of a game that people did like and not sure. fuck a remake up, and then. Get that positive momentum into another like uh, another sequel. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything. People were people thought maybe it'd show up at Evo. Nothing.
0: Yeah, so. I guess that probably came out around when, like when Capcom probably wasn't doing so hot in the first place. So I.
1: Yeah, they were canceling the Mega Man projects. They were. Right. Yeah, they so had
0: problems. Capcom is bouncing back now, so it's.
1: Maybe, yeah, it's it, time Maybe we'll it. see
0: something in the future. I don't know. And Marvel's say.
1: bigger than it's ever been with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because remember, MVC 1, 2, and even 3 were like pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. None of that existed. And,
0: and if anyone wants to be on board with making money out of this freshly bought IP, it's Disney. Yeah, Disney will take the money. Sure, yeah. they will. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can see that definitely being a thing. A resurgence of that would be nice to see.
1: But um, that's the thing is, like, with, with Dragon Ball Fighters mm-hmm. and these other games that are out now, we've gone from, like, that dark period where it was like... The best things at Evo were the old games, things Mm -hmm. that were already out: Smash Melee, MVC Two, shit like that. Street Fighter Turbo, like two, like all that shit was the stuff people cared about seeing at Evo. And and you had like your Skullgirls, and you had your Grant Blue, and you had your
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, Guilty Gear, Blaze Xer, whatever. All these things. Um, But like now, it's like we're moving into like no, people are excited because the new Street Fighter looks cool as shit. The new Tekken looks like it's gonna be good. Mm -hmm. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters is here and it's good. Like. This new League of Legends game looks really good. Um, we're getting a bunch of cool shit now. It's all starting to come together again. But we got like uh, a bunch yeah, of like Yakuza
0: so. announcements too, but not necessarily part of like PlayStation State of Play, but all kinds of stuff going on in that developer studio right now. Um, but yeah, like a Dragon Edition, that'll be a turn-based RPG. I'm here for that. It's like, gee, it, it turns out we can make popular turn-based RPGs still. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, know. Uh, uh, you know, Square listening. Yeah. Uh, um, So just throwing that out there in case they ever want to go back to turn-based RPGs in their main
1: games, that would be really cool. Yeah, because it's been relegated to like the octopath, the Bravely Defaults. Right. Well, what was there? There was, wasn't there a Final Fantasy project that was turn-based now? Or is that Ever Crisis I'm thinking of? I think Ever Crisis is still doing the turn-based, but that doesn't mean much. That's like, again, that's a Final Fantasy spin-off. Right. What else we
0: have up there? Um, yeah, God of War, uh, Star Wars: Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, that's coming to PSVR2. Um, mm-hmm. so if anyone's interested in taking a look at that, that is definitely a thing. I, I don't know too much about the VR2 yet. Um, unfortunately, they did say that there would not be a uh, backwards compatibility with a PSVR, yep, and that, that was rough. did not go over well. Um, yeah, and to. To the shock of no one, I mean, people on people on the internet were pretty pissed off about that. You have an entire gaming system there, um, an ecosystem that you can't get rid of because you have to. If you want to keep the PS4, the the PSVR stuff, you have to keep your PlayStation Four. You have to keep all the stuff on all the hardware that connects to it, Um, Mm -hmm. and you can't upgrade it to like this new, newer VR set that looks like it's a lot more lightweight. It looks like it's a lot simpler. You don't need the additional. Adjuncts like hardware to hook up to your PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 is doing all the work for you. Um, Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of a disappointment. And I I think it's a huge marketing
1: mistake. I, I, Yeah, it's tough. Because it's one of those, like, I don't usually care about backward compatibility that much because it's not a big deal. But, like, this is just because it's not a console, it's more like a peripheral. It feels weird to not have backward compatibility, right? Like, it's one thing, you know. It's one thing when it's like, um, what do you call it? PS4 to PS5, mm-hmm. no backward compatibility. Yeah, I get it. It's a new console. It's whatever. But like, this is like because it's a, it's it's more of a peripheral than a whole console, which just feels weird to like not do backward. I guess. Right. No doubt. It doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like they should be so separated that that doesn't apply there. I don't know. Sure. I hear you.
0: What else do we got? Uh, Demio. That was another. Um, game that was brought up, um, another PSVR 2. So that one looks interesting because it's a card game. Um, mm-hmm. Much like a Yu-Gi-Oh! or a Magic the Gathering that's played in VR. So I'm interested to see where they go with that. That would be pretty dope. Um, it's a, uh, it's one of those things where you can just kind of be like, your move! <laughs> I don't know. You can bust out all the Yu-Gi-Oh! All the Yu-Gi-Oh memes as much as yeah. I uh, don't know much about that problem, or much about that whole series, but yeah. <laughs> so that's a thing coming to VR as well um, and we got, next up we have um, God of War I don't know too much about it but they are releasing a pretty cool controller for it I don't know, what, what was your takeaway on this one?
1: Well, so it looks like what's going to happen here so uh, for for people watching at home who haven't played this game and you know again spoilers for a PS4 game that I think was probably like 3 or 4 years ago been it's definitely been a little while um, it's it's a continuation of the previous God of War. And what's going to happen now is we have him and his son and his 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 son is Loki. I don't I forget his name in the game because they don't call him Loki, but he's Loki basically. And um over the course of the previous game, we found out that he at the end of the previous game, we found out that he was like was it I think it was Kratos was fated to die. And so now going into this game, you're seeing, like, the kid's a little older, and he's got a little more going on. But he's he's got this sort of conflict with his dad here. Um, you can hear what he's saying, right? He's, like, talking about protecting him and, like, well, who's going to protect you or whatever? And he's, like, well, I don't need to be protected. But he knows that his father's, like, fated to die because it's, it was shown at the end of the last game that it's, like, he's going to. So, you know, Kratos is, like, dealing with, like, the impending Ragnarok and everything. But his son is dealing with the impending death of his father that was, like, foretold to him. Right. So you've got this sort of conflicts going on where, like, he keeps telling his dad, he's like, Well, who's gonna look out for you, or whatever? And he's like, Well, you know, he doesn't, I don't think, I don't think, or do I have it backward? Maybe Kratos saw that he was gonna die. I think, yeah, I think Kratos saw he was gonna die on the scroll, okay. and probably his son now found out about it, and that's why his son's being like he's being. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what they're going with this because, like, the last God of War and the current God of War are both. You know, like, previous God of Wars were, like, very straightforward, beat the shit out of people, revenge, revenge, murder, I get it. Like it was a little bit more story-heavy. Now that they've developed Kratos' character from, like, just a vengeful dude who wants vengeance, for a good reason, like, now he's got, like, stuff to protect, and he's got stuff to care about, and he's willing to make sacrifices, and it's, like, they're doing this whole really long character development with him, Mm -hmm. and it's really cool. And it's nice to see that his son's not just, like, a MacGuffin who's, like, here to be the emotional through-line for the player to, like, feel bad for Kratos. He actually has his own motivations, and he actually has his own everything involved, too. So So in, like, Greek
0: uh, and Greek, in, like, the Viking and Norse mythology, Loki is the one who kind of, like, brought on the onset of Ragnarok. So are we, basically, it seems like there's a setup, we're going to kill off Kratos, his son's going to take over, and possibly bring on the end of the...
1: Gods for in the Norse area, quite possibly, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, that's the thing we could we could almost go full. That's the thing they could do it if the writers wanted to. They could have this be a full circle thing of like. Uh, see, I don't think they would. They could have his son be the next Kratos in that sense, and like kill the gods of the current realm, like like Thor and all them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they want to do that because the whole point of God of War 4 was breaking the cycle and not being the monster that you had to be, like breaking your fate and everything. Which is funny because the whole point of that game was not to be the monster, not to break your fate. And then at the end of the game, we found out that Kratos was fated to die. And so now we are still working to break fate and break the cycle. But breaking that cycle of, of, of predicted fate might entail his son being forced to pick up his father's footsteps and restart that chain of events. You know what I mean? It, it might. It's weird because like they, you don't want them. You don't want to write yourself into the corner where he has to be another Kratos and kill everyone. Sure because it's bad writing, because it ruins all of what Thor was about. Mm-hmm. But now he's in the pincer between doing that and maybe saving his dad, or like, will he go down that... I guarantee what's going to happen is Kratos is going to be trying to walk him off the path and say, even if I get murdered by Thor, or if I get murdered by Odin or someone, you can't pick up my chains. You can't pick up my weapons and continue that. You mm-hmm. have to, like, there has to be an end one way or another. And so it's it's it's... It's interesting, because, you know, as much as the old God of War games were fun, they were not stories of intricacy. Sure. They were very much, I want these fuckers dead, and I'll dead whoever I have to dead along the way to dead them. Hell yeah. Like, dead them all. Which is, it's that that works in its own right, but clearly God of War 4 was going in a whole new direction with God of War, and I think mm-hmm. where they're going is great, and I'd like to see them maintain that. Sure. I don't think they're going to. i have been to ramble about that. I just, I... I I greatly enjoyed seeing Kratos go from, like, the the Gears of War, like, kill things, <laughs> like, into, like, a character who actually considers his actions and, like, mm-hmm. all the shit that's happening in his life and everything. Sure. And caring about a family member and having, to, like, because, I mean, uh, to be fair, Gears had some, like, yeah Dom and his wife, and it was a whole touching moment, yada, yada, yada. But, like, it was cool to see them move in this direction. I think Gears tried to do this as well with Gears, like, 5. Yeah. And it fell flat for a lot of people. It sure did. Yeah, because he
0: was kind of passing down to his daughter.
1: He passed down to his daughter, right, but then right. it was like, nobody cared, though. Everyone was like, okay, yeah, right. great. New person to <laughs> kill people with. And it was like, See, right. you have to you have to fully divorce it from that concept. You can't make a Gears 5 and be like, it's the sad story of the daughter of the Gears guy, Marcus, doing things now when her dad's like dying or being passed on. But it's like, yeah, but the name of the game is still like Brutal Murder and Vengeance, right? So like, it I don't care who I'm playing as at this point. You could have, <laughs> if, if God of War 4 was like, you're the son of Kratos, and you're out to murder the gods of, like, the Norse, and be like, okay, I don't care if I'm him or not, I'll just, I'm just gonna go murder the bad guys now, like, whatever. Makes so, sense. it was cool to see them go in this direction.
0: All right. Um, what else do we have that was announced? Uh, Hogwarts Legacy got another trailer and an announcement for PlayStation-exclusive Quest. Um, mm-hmm. Great. So, <laughs> I'll move on. Yeah.
1: Um, if you're here for it, you're here
0: for it. So yeah, at this point, I'm just so sick and tired of that, <laughs> that franchise. Changing, I'm so old. That wasn't it. changing anyone's mind, yeah. Right, exactly. Um, Pacific Drive, that's a new one. That, uh, that that one looks really cool. Yeah, so I, you told me to uh, go re-watch it, because I kind of was like, I wasn't at work watching this, so it was like, I could only pay attention to so much of it. Um,
1: well, yeah, because I could see how, like, at a glance, especially if you're, like, if it's just playing in the background or you're, like, kind of looking at it and looking away, it just feels like some generic... Thing happening sure. I don't know what you call it But like I thought it was just gonna be a, Yet another like Zombie Apocalypse game But it seems like It's all built around It, it gives me Oregon Trail vibes Or mm-hmm. like What was that other game? There was a game like this That was It was the Oregon Trail But it was Zombie Apocalypse Remember?
0: Oh man I kind It was like an indie know... game Yeah And It dude. was, like, it oh was an God. Oregon
1: Trail zombie game Where yeah, like yeah. You had to like Fix your car And you had to like Get supplies And people would get bit by zombies You have to kill them And like It was the same sort of shit though um, this is what this reminds me of. It feels like that got flushed out into like more of a game and you have to get, you know, you have to get stuff for your car and you have to like get supplies and then you have to like out drive like these. It seems like you have longer, like long driving segments where instead of just saying like I went from city to city, you actually have to navigate around shit. Right. And, uh, it it just feels like a cool experience.
0: So, it's called Oregon Trail, not Oregon Trail. Oregon
1: Trail, yeah, yes. yeah, that's
0: right. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about that game. I'm glad you brought that Remember up. Remember that? That's oh, super man, that's cool. great. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, I'll have to go back and check that out, too. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so Pacific Drive, that looks pretty cool. I'll definitely be checking that out. So, Sony talked about this PlayStation Stars thing. And this yep. just seems like NFTs with extra steps. It's just like... Cool.
2: Yeah. Go for
0: uh, it. Go for it.
1: I I have no opinions well, on this beyond that. I'm a little worried about it only because the same day they announced it, I hadn't seen earlier in the day and I think I ran it by you quickly, but not. we didn't have a discussion about it or anything. Um Starbucks is doing that too. They're they're turning their rewards program, their membership rewards program or loyalty rewards program, I should say, into like an NFT thing where like it's called like Starbucks Odyssey, I think, because of course. And it's like There's a bunch of activities you can do on their website or in the app to earn awards that are like small NFTs. Uh And then you can also pay money for some, too. And some of the purchases of bigger NFTs that cost more money, like in the hundreds or even thousands of dollars, those have like trips attached, like trips to their plants or factories or special places or special merch is included or special access to certain things. Like, It's (laughs) literally the shit they do now, but they're tying NFTs into it because reasons. Both of you to assume I um, ever want to go to a Starbucks factory. (laughs) Well, yeah, something. I think it was something like that. I forget what it was. Some headquarters, maybe. Um, And they were like, oh, yeah, who knows what these things will be, but they'll be tied to the NFT packages so only the people who hold those NFTs can engage in these types of rewards and shit. Oh, you could keep it. But the 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 two things that I disliked about it the most, obviously, I disagree with the whole NFT thing to begin with, the blockchain shit, yada 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 in right. general. Just because there's there has yet to be a use case that I think is like a convincing use case for it. It's it's all right. especially in the game development sectors. It's all things we can already do with databases. We can already do in game stuff and that we've been able stuff, to do
0: with like SQL sh- for for tables for right, like yeah. years. Dude, I
1: can yeah like, do my SQL table shit. I was doing on PHP forms in 2010, right. like just out of high school or something. Like, this shit's not something we need blockchains to verify or whatever. I understand trying to do it for, like, crypto, because at least in that case, you're trying to, like, have a security in place for, like, money. But, like, we're talking about skins for guns that are already in the game and don't need to be brought anywhere else. And then people are like, well, what if you're bringing to other games? And it's like, dude, you can't even get VR games to go from VR1 to VR2. You can't even get Warzone skins to go to Warzone 2. You can't convince companies that they should support other people's work in their game it doesn't happen these collaborations when they happen in games like Fortnite, i think people are like so pilled by like Fortnite games and and games like smash having these collaborations that they're like yo what if you could just buy things like that and then bring them to other games and it's like no these only ever happen when these companies agree to make a bunch of money on doing it for each other mm-hmm. and that's it and that doesn't happen with these nfts and these movable guns and skins and all this shit it doesn't, like we've we've talked at great length about why it's not feasible in game depth to, to do this shit um but the, the thing that's scary about what's going on with Starbucks is they're doing it and they're pretty much not telling their customers. They're just like, if you're already enrolled in Starbucks loyalty program, you're already a part of it. You just, one day you open the app and there's an update and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, you're earning achievements file things like little trophy things. You can check them out in your gallery and they're all NFTs and you don't even really know because unless you go in the find details and shit, They don't really say anything about it they're just like well these are these are special achievements now and you can use these to track what you've done they're trying to like normalize the nft part of it by like just kind of hush hush putting it in and then you know once people once other things start using those it'll be like yeah this is like the starbucks app i use or this is like the other app i use and next thing you know a bunch of people have sort of nft wallets in their specific apps and not like a crypto wallet either where it's like one thing for all these things they're localized inside of each of these little apps. So, like, you have NFTs with Starbucks, and you have other NFTs here. You have other NFTs here, and all of a sudden, it's just the service everyone's using, and you won't even notice it. It'll just right. be a normal thing for people because they've been using it on Starbucks. It's like it's like how Apple likes to like homogenize features that are kind of garbage, like the battery life thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, it's just how it is now. My phone, you know, my phone dies in a year, and it's like, you okay? You should be mad about that. Right? Go, you know, I can't repair my phone. Yeah, that's just how it is. Apple has the parts, and they use the special screwdrivers, the pentalobes, and it's like. But you should have a problem with that. And you don't now because it's normalized. Um, And that's what they're doing with the NFTs there. And so now we're seeing that happen. And when PlayStation talks about the Stars program, they don't say NFTs either. But they say the same stuff that Starbucks said about earning your loyalty rewards, getting access to things, Mm -hmm. earning achievement style things that you can track and you can look at and you can show people. The only thing they didn't mention that Starbucks did was that Starbucks said you'd be able to there'd be a third party market or th- like for you to like sell and buy these NFTs and things and trade them with other people. Whereas Sony didn't seem to say that with their star service, but that doesn't mean it's not a thing they're going to do. It just means they didn't say anything about it. So right. who knows? And you're right. It does really reek of like, you basically told us it's going to be NFTs, but she didn't say the words. Yeah. So like, and it doesn't feel good.
0: Nothing reeks of like, this is a legitimate thing. Like not telling your customers that they're just going to migrate to this system. Right. No, absolutely.
1: Uh, that's come on. And we see that with um like a few other like Sony hasn't done it directly, but like Square Enix has done it, where they've put out statues and figures that have NFTs attached. Mm-hmm. And they said they were gonna shift in that direction. Um we've had a couple other devs like talking about doing it and then haven't really done much. Right. Um it's just weird to like the Starbucks thing is is it's subversive. Like you're just Signing people up for NFTs without telling them that they're using it, so that you know, because then what they're gonna do is a year down the road, it's gonna be like, what's wrong with NFTs? And you're gonna be like, oh, these are the things I dislike about them, and you're be like, bro, Starbucks uses it for their system and everyone's fine with it. And it's like nobody knows that's even what they're using, though. Mm-hmm. They're just using the app, the way the app seems to function. And then on top of that, even if you wanted to have NFTs in the Starbucks app, like like achievements that you could track and stuff, you could do that without NFTs in the blockchain. And if you wanted to have like people own certain access to things. We do that shit now. You can already pay $1,000 for a special membership to a program that entitles you access to, like, go on a tour or some shit. Yeah. Like, you
0: can, I can do that. It's I can go already
1: over... a reward tracking
0: system with a lot of these apps for a lot of these companies where you're, like, you're a frequent purchaser, like, something like Starbucks or, like, a, your, a gas station that you go to that you order food at a lot.
1: Um, right. That, I mean, that's all, yeah, all these programs exist already. to do this. And that's the thing is, like, a simple point, point system it, works. Like, People be like, oh, like, imagine if you, like, could, like, buy an award that would grant you access to, like, go on, like, a two-day trip to, like, the Star Wars ranch, the George Lucas ranch. And I'm like, bro, we have that. You can you can literally go to Disney's website right now and you can buy a hotel package at the Star Wars hotel that includes that trip that you're talking about. We don't need to tie an NFT to that. I don't need to, like, have that system overlaid with what's already there because what's already there works just fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like they're trying to make it work in a place that doesn't need to be there. And that's what I hate about like the whole NFT, crypto, blockchain, everything, is it's always people trying to add it to stuff that doesn't need it, usually so they can monetize it again in a way that doesn't need to be monetized on top of what's already there. Like right. It's just more people it's talk about, designed to be
0: more... Uh, there's more obfuscation that they're adding into it. That's all it is.
1: But look at, look, at, look at what happened with Axie Infinity. Remember the biggest problem with that game was that they said... They focused so people, players of Axie Infinity, focused not on playing the game because the game was fun. They focused on treating the game like a monetary income source, mm-hmm. and that's why that became the more important part of the game. And that's why it all crashed is because people were when when push came to shove and people started getting out of Axie Infinity. Nobody stuck around and said, "But it's fun to play. I'll keep my shit." Right. They only kept their shit when the price got so low they felt bad selling, mm-hmm. and now they're just waiting for it to go up enough to sell again. They're in a death spiral where they're never going to get out of it. And it's because, and, and like the guy even said, they interviewed him, and he was like, no, yeah, we realized after the fact, like, we made a game that wasn't fun, it was lucrative, and once the lucrative stopped, no one plays the game, because right. what's it's the not incentivization fun. then? Right, it's like games are meant to be fun at their core, like... Right, I
0: just want to play a complete game. I don't need DLC. Right, it's the,
1: it's the shittiest stuff. I want
0: a complete vision, as the game was envisioned by the writers, and that's it.
1: I don't, I don't even Why mind Why is that so like, hard to
0: ask for in 2022?
1: I, just, I don't even mind like the DLC depending on the context. Like when a game like uh it's a good example recently. If it's something like, like
0: Borderlands is one of the few examples that I think really nails it. Um, and that's not even recent. I'm um, like they, they right. do a whole different story off, that's offset from the main story. Um, right, we
1: we'll look at stuff like like Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was a complete closed story that was nice. And then when they did, and, and a lot of people didn't even realize Hollow Knight has DLC, because at this point, a lot of people just get Hollow Knight, and it has it all, mm-hmm. and it just feels like one complete package. But, like, Hollow Knight launched without the Gods Arena and all the little god boss fights, and it launched without the, uh, what was the other thing? There was a couple of packs, two or three of them, but those were all just straight up expansions to, like, like, like you see with, like, games like Fallout, where they were like, okay, here's Fallout 4, and the game comes out, and it's done, and people are like, cool. We like it. We play it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then they say, hey, you know what? People are buying it and they want more out of this game. We'll make a whole new thing that's completely different. It's not cut content. It's not something they didn't finish. And then they were like, well, now that we're getting more money, we can go back and finish it. It's like, no. After they sat... Witcher is great about this stuff back in the day. Witcher would be like, here's Witcher. Complete game. Great package. Great experience. Da-da-da-da-da. And then people would buy it and play it and enjoy it. And then they were like, okay, here's what we'll do. Since you guys like it so much, we'll make the, the Heart of Stone thing. And we'll make the next thing on top of that. And it'll all just be extra stuff you can do if you want to. But it's not mandatory. You're not missing anything, really, if you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's fine. And I don't mind the live service games like something like Final Fantasy where, like, we're getting stuff over time released because they are creating over time. Right. That stuff is fine. But, like, yeah, it feels it feels stupid when, like, DLC is, like... Like, like if Tekken comes out and all the characters in the game and then the day Tekken comes out, like the first minute that game is available you boot up the game and there's already a store and then you go in the store and there's already five outfits that cost $5 and then there's also two characters that are 10 bucks a piece that are there and ready and it's like bro you want me to spend $45 on content that's in the game at launch right. why is this not in the game at launch like and, and this that's... isn't even like DLC like one extra character skin for a pre-order bonus for some place, which is also stupid. right? But at least I understand that. Like, okay, sure. But like MVC2, MVC3 uh, had two characters on launch ready to go, Jill and, and Shima Graf. And it was like, bro, they're done. Put them in the game, they're done. They're mm-hmm. available. <laughs> like even Smash was better about that shit. When Smash had Piranha Plant and they said it's gonna be ready by the game's launch or whatever, we're giving it to people for free who buy it at launch because it shouldn't have to be extra. And it's only right. gonna be extra down the road or whatever um yeah this shit's stupid and and again it's one thing if it's like you know if i make a game and i sit down and I say here's my complete package and then people were like man i wish there was more for this game and i could be like okay i can expand on this part of the lore or i can add a character in this place that we only went to for a little bit and maybe flesh that out that that's cool as shit i have no problem with that but if i sit down right now and i say i'm gonna make a card game with four elements and at launch two elements will be there Mm -hmm. and the other two elements aren't going to be there at launch but i will add them later in dlc but the game that I have on my table that's a complete game is all four of those parts right now, and I'm just going to start piecemealing them out to you guys one at a time, that makes me an asshole. Like, I right. have a complete product ready to go with all this shit and balanced and everything, and I'm going to piecemeal it to you guys because I can. Like, that's yeah. shitty.
0: And that's what drives me nuts about, like, Sony raising the prices of their games by, like, $10. It's like, mm-hmm. don't, don't pretend like you're not already designing these games to bilk us right, like, day one. Right, uh, like you talked about, like an additional forty-five dollars game of release, day of release, just to get the complete package, and it's like, okay, so a hundred and five already and a hundred and five dollars, and you're already, you already a, have either DLC in the works, like a couple weeks from now, like we've seen already right. with like um, Nintendo's um a couple a couple things we've even seen like during the direct and this like PlayStation thing, where like oh this game just came out like last week, but we're doing a uh, a, a package it's not necessarily even an event it's just like dlc It's already coming it's like it it just feels bad man like it just
1: i don't know yeah there's like there like like for example like Resident Evil Village right mm-hmm. village has three points of dlc coming um there's a, there's uh, did you play village am i spoiling this for you do you care i don't care no um for those of you listening who haven't played village and want to and I don't know. Spoilers for Resident Evil Village, I guess. Um, what have you seen in the Village? Anything? Um, tall. Little bits? Tall Lady. Tall Lady? Bat. Okay. Imagine, imagine if Tall Lady wasn't there and there was other characters that mattered. Okay? <laughs> so, the main character has a daughter. The whole premise of Village is that your daughter's been taken and you're going after who took your daughter, right? We're mm-hmm. talking baby, right? Like, wee babe. In village you spend the entire game trying to get her back and you find out that she has mutant powers basically Mm -hmm. like like they literally chop her up into pieces and keep her in jars because she can just survive like that and she can regenerate if you put the pieces together it's fucking wild she has crazy powers Mm -hmm. um at the end of the game you find out that the main character you are ethan winters who is the main character of seven and eight is actually you died you you basically died in seven and became like a zombie thing hmm. like an like an amalgam thing but you kept living as like you had the memories of Ethan winter still and you were still driven by what you were driven by the whole time so like you basically didn't realize you had become like a monster oh. you just kept going like that um and that's why your daughter that you had with your wife is what she is like this mutant hybrid thing because she has these powers and stuff because you have them from being what you are. Hmm. So it was a whole plot twist thing, but whatever. So at the end of the game, Ethan Winters, the character, dies. He sacrifices his life to save his daughter and Chris Redfield and his wife and everybody. Um, so he's dead. He's no more. So we can't have him in nine. We can't have more content with him, really, because he's dead. So they made a DLC now, like a year later, to, to tell the story of his daughter, Rose, who is now an adult because at the end of eight, you get like the fast forward 20 years scene where she's on a bus and she goes to his grave and she says, like, you know, it sucks that you're dead or whatever. Um, and you find and I think like Chris Redfield comes over and he's like, we have to go back to the agency or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to fucking kill people one of these days if you keep being pieces of shit to me just because I have powers doesn't mean I'm like a weapon. And that now we're getting to DLC to expand on that ending cut scene because all we had was that one scene and people were like, holy shit, I want more of that. And so they are making a DLC to explain some more of Rose and and everything with her. Um, a lot of people wanted a third person mode for eight, and there wasn't one, so now they're adding it. Um, and you have the mercenaries mode. They're adding some new characters from eight. They're adding the hammer guy. They're adding the tall hat lady. Uh, she steps on people, probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, so like that's a good example of like DLC where it's like there was a fan demand after the game came out, and it's been like a year, and people were like, we would like these new things, and. Capcom or whoever was like, yeah, okay, well, if this is what you guys want to see, Rose, and you guys want to see the mercenaries content, you guys want to see a third-person version of the game, we can make those things for you and then sell them. I have no problem with like that. That's exactly how it should be. You know what I mean? It's the same with like merch. Like if people are asking for merch of a character from a game or something, great, make the merch and sell the merch. That's fine. But like restricting people's access to stuff that it feels like should have been there from the beginning is the problem, right? Like, yeah, I mean, we we could we could do a million examples of this. People know what we're talking about. There's there's a world of difference between content available on the first day that feels like it could have been included without any problem and content that shows up a year down the road being brand new developed stuff by people who are responding to, like, demand from the fans or whatever. Like, it's a world apart, Sure. you know? Um, that's insane. That shit just drives me nuts. I just... <laughs> I can't justify that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, as a person who's going into dev and wants to, like, run my own company, I could not justify having a 100% of an RPG done... And being like, okay, what can I throttle? Like what can I keep from people? What part are people gonna really like that I can just kind of keep that one part back and be like, hey, it's an extra ten bucks. Hey, you have to buy it at GameStop. Like it just feels bad, oh, right? That. Like I want people to enjoy my game. Like
0: Right. I I'm glad that we're like getting out of that or we have exited that phase where it's like there's those store exclusives almost, like Walmart would get some that content. Feels like- GameStop will yeah. get some content. It's like, why do I have to buy five copies of this fucking game to get all of this content?
1: That's you know so what I like? Fucking stupid. Some some games would do one thing that I did oh. like that some games will do is they'll do yeah. like um, if you get it at this store, they have like a pin, and if you get it at that store, maybe they have a steel book, and if you get it at this store, maybe they have like another physical merch. I don't mind that as much because my core game experience is the same. I'm just right. picking what collectible I'm getting with it or something. Right. Like that's not so bad, and I can always go back and like, if I really want to. I can maybe find it from another place, or I can find just the steelbook, or I can find just the pin, maybe like. Mm-hmm. But like, that doesn't feel as bad to me as like actual game content being locked out of weird, where did you buy it from mechanics like that? Just feels stupid. No, I totally agree. I guess I, the merch to me doesn't consider like it's part of the game experience. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's not that's whatever for me. No doubt. Alright,
0: what else we have here? Um PlayStation um, is publishing Stellar Blade, uh, which was known as Project Eve. Um, so let's take a look oh, here. Yeah. That was actually a pretty solid looking trailer.
1: That was and really cool.
0: I'll be definitely checking that out. I didn't know too much about it before with like the Project Eve thing, but yeah, they definitely went into some gameplay, kind of like a, whatever like the um characters, kind of the theme. It's pretty, obviously very futuristic. Yeah, I'm definitely there for it.
1: looks like it's very
0: apocalyptic and go ahead i'm sorry
1: well we've seen it a couple times now under the project eve moniker and it just looked like Mm -hmm. a different take on like a bayonetta style combat game yeah yeah this looks it was kind of brutal wasn't it didn't we see some like maybe not this trailer but i think other trailers of this game had some like pretty gruesome looking death animations or something i think oh it's very possible i wouldn't be be confusing with something else though i don't know but yeah, no, it looks good. It looks honestly, it looks like a Square Enix, not Final Fantasy type, like one of their offshoot games. Right, right. What it reminds me of up front. Um, but the more we see the combat and stuff, the more it reminds me of something like. Uh, it reminds me of something you'd see from um, Platinum. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah something like. Um... <laughs> no, you're making me lose. my... Uh, like uh, what was that? Go, uh, something chain, 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 something shit.
1: Astral Chain. Astral yeah. Chain, yeah,
0: yeah, something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And thematically, it doesn't look like that, but combat-wise, it definitely feels like that's what it's going for. Sure. Yeah. Or like Metal Gear Rising. It very much feels like the, the Metal Gear Rising combat with the big, big flourishy attacks and mm-hmm. and the, the, the color schematics like seems to match up. Uh, if, if, who is making this game, actually? Because it feels like a Platinum game.
0: Uh, I would not be shocked if it was Platinum, to be honest, but and, I but don't I, but, know.
1: I don't think it is because they're still doing Bayonetta and they're busy. They're busy scraping up the ashes from that other game they failed.
2: <laughs> oh no!
1: No, I'm, like don't get me wrong. I love Platinum Games before they decided to make that <sharp> shitty live service game. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you that what. Was...
0: Well, can we talk about that quick? Because I love that they're pulling that the cord on that already, and I hope that yeah. sends a message to them about live service games and like dumping their the core. Their core strategy that they've always had was making decent, you know, single-player experiences. (laughs) Babylon
1: fell, is what it's called. (laughs) Yeah, It's Babylon Falls, but it sure fell. It sure did. Um, The developer is Shift Up Corporation on the Unreal Engine. Shift Up Corporation? Mm -hmm. Okay, what does Shift Up Corporation make before? Destiny Child. What? Never heard of it. Defense War. 2020. Never heard of it. Okay, so they're an up-and-comer. Yeah. I'm there we're for that. Cool cool. Always, I'm always here to give them new developers a chance. I mean, sure. I would even play Platinum Games, other games like Bayonetta. I don't have a problem with that. It's just I don't want to reward them from thinking that moving into like that crypto NFT or even like even like that hardcore live service space they were moving into with that with the with that other game is a, a good decision. It's Exactly. And it's one of the, it's and it's there's not many times that voting with your wallet is effective, but it feels like in the game industry outside of the major AAA publishers, like Xbox and Sony, Mm -hmm. you can kind of bully people a little bit with not purchasing stuff. right. Maybe not a ton, but I think, like, there's enough people, especially with NFTs and crypto, there's enough people who are already against it that you can sort of make a difference that way. Because we've seen a lot of these games and projects get scrapped for this very reason. Sure, sure, absolutely. People are not receiving them properly. Like, (laughs) like Ghost Recon. Oh, boy. Hmm. Remember their helmet thing?
0: Oh, yeah. The NFT helmets. Oh, yeah. They have like unique <sighs> serial numbers on them that no one can see. Mm hmm. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. That worked out well for him. Um, so, yeah. PlayStation um, also announced uh, we had a new reveal, a reveal trailer for Rise of Ronin. Um, and again, this kind of begs the question why the fuck would anyone play an Assassin's Creed Red game at this point um, with games like this on the horizon?
1: Yeah, I. I'll give Assassin's Creed the benefit of the doubt and see if they can come up with something interesting. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it feels like they slept on it for so long doing like Assassin's Creed Japan, right? That Tsushima lapped them, and now there's another game coming out that also looks like it will be doing a decent lapping of them again, right? So, like, like you said, if this, if Assassin's Creed Japan had come out when Valkyrie came out instead there wouldn't really have been competition other than Tsushima. And if I had come out a little earlier when people were demanding,
0: right, when let's go to Japan, let's money. go
1: to Japan, let's go to Japan. Sure. Like, after Black Flag could have been go to Japan time instead of four games who I don't remember most of them because they kind of blend together. Because mm-hmm. after Black Flag, it was like Syndicate, I think. And then well, there was like one in France, and there was one in like Britain with like the pubs and the twins and like it all just kind of blends into one big Assassin's Creed game that I didn't care about.
0: Right. It's just kind of muddy
1: until Until, like, Odyssey, right? Or Origins, when they redid it for an RPG style. Origins, yeah. then Odyssey, then the new Valkyrie one or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, it, but, like, that's the thing. Between Origin and, like, Black Flag, there's, like, an amalgam of, like, Assassin's Creed things happened here. One was Syndicate. One was... There was, like, two other games in here that, whatever. Like, and was, yeah. it, none of it mattered.
0: It was just kind like, of, like, this... <laughs> Muddy, get di- Muddy Dickensian atmosphere, and no one really cares. Yeah, I was like,
1: I get it. You're putting out a new one every year, and it's a new place where there's a revolution, or there's was fights to be had, or like right. whatever. One time there was a guy, and it was in France. And then the next time <laughs> it was like a guy and a girl because you had fucked up last year and said you couldn't make a girl for some reason. So now you had to do both wow. just because you could. Like, remember oh, was that the developer when they-
0: where he was like, uh, it's uh, it's so much harder to make uh, a a girl character? It's like. What are you talking yeah, about?
1: Yeah, it, it was like that same dude who ended up being the Unity CEO, after all. Remember? It was the same mm. fucking guy. Said the same dumb yeah. shit. And then he eventually kicked her on his way over there. Um, and it was the same guy. He was like, oh, the skeletal structure, the way the hips move, this, that, the other. And it was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: So spend an extra like, 10 fucking minutes changing it. It's not that
1: hard. Don't get me wrong, even if it took a couple, like, even if it took you a week to, like, make it, like, you were saying, like, maybe you want this to be a little more dainty, maybe you want that to be a little more swivel on the hips, like, you can make it unique and spend a week or two on it. No one's right. gonna care if you push Assassin's Creed out two weeks. Are
0: you gonna tell me watch. after what, 10, like, 10, 20, 10, 12 years of developing in this game that no one has, like, a female skeleton rig ready to go? Like, come on. Well, we'll not just that, but, like, ass.
1: you you know as well as I do that one, There's, there's probably dozens of animations that they did for, like, NPC females that they could literally just rig over because that's how the rigs work. You can literally copy those animations as long as they have matching skeletons exactly. with like the same spinal tailbone setup. And all the people are people. You don't have monsters and shit with tails and like yeah. six-legged enemies where it's like, well, yeah, we have a female, but she has six legs. It's like, no, you it's fucking... still a fucking quadruped for Christ's sake. Yeah, it's you like... have you have all these people walking around town, these these women NPC characters, and I know for a fact that you guys made them sachet a little or sway a little more than the and the men who walk around town, which so is fucking. Sure. You can make this shit work a lot more easily than you're pretending that you can't. Uh, objection to making a female character in Assassin's Creed was extremely disingenuous, the way that he tried to make it sound like it oh, was... Oh, yeah, it was... The like, like, of ...work
0: that would be required. Like Let's, let's pretend like, like um, Ubisoft is like a five-person studio or something like that, and they're just strapped for time. Like, get out of here. I, I just...
1: And then... Right, and then, and then after that happened... Was the one, I think, with the brother-sister combo. And I was like, you could play as either one. And it was like, yeah, like, fucking, of course. Great. Mm-hmm. Like, glad you managed to make it work this time.
0: Yeah. Um, Splitting and out of here I, I, it, I, I feel like
1: there was one more in there still, but I don't remember. I only remember those two. The France one. Because the France one was the one where, like, the faces were fucked, remember? And, like, yeah. the whole faces were disappearing. And you'd have, like, the kissing scene near the beginning of the game with, like, eyes and lips. And nothing else. Like, mm-hmm. doing a weird, like... And shit to, like that was happening.
0: To be fair, if, I mean, if they don't develop like a female character or something like that because they they can't figure it out. France, where Ubisoft is based out of, does have a rich history of giving up.
1: So, oh my god. <laughs> um, so, and s- then like. It just I don't know. It felt like it was like they were all the same and then Origins was like, we're trying something new and it was good. It, I heard good things. And then Odyssey was like, we're trying something new again but we put a girl back in. And you can play as the girl too. And it was like, okay, great. You guys figured that shit out too. Because in Origins you couldn't. <laughs> and it was like right. you had that problem and then you fixed that problem and then you had that problem again. It was the D1 to D2 problem where they were like, remember those quality of life changes we had figured out? We unfigured them out. Like um. Yeah,
0: five years later, still don't have Sparrow Horns. But, dude, it's like a pile of fucking wave
1: files. Come on.
2: <laughs> I, like, I like how
1: they were, like, in Lightfall, we're adding uh, loadouts, and it was like, didn't you guys invent loadouts in, like, Halo 3 or Halo Reach? Like, they were in Reach. How did you guys not put loadouts? I get, like, I get maybe, like, at launch, you're like, we didn't think to put loadouts, but, like, how the fuck is your game built around swapping weapons and armor pieces for combinations and builds? If you're getting a game built around builds and you don't have loadouts or like presets. Right, but people who made
0: third party apps figured it out for them years yeah,
1: that's ago. Insane.
0: Yeah, I, it's, um, it's, I don't even get me started because we're already running a low, low, uh, little bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, man.
1: So, Stellar Blade looks great, and yeah. uh, I'll give them a shot and see if it's any fun. It looks like it'll be fun. It looks like I'm it's something way up
0: my alley. Like, just like the really high futuristic, you know, science fiction. Um, oh, totally. A little bit lore-rich. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that. So, yeah, yeah I'm there for it. Absolutely. Okay, let's move on. Finally, we are getting to TGS. Um, So, because we're running a little late on time, I'll probably cut this Xbox segment down. Uh, oh, no. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what was it already? So, they're just announcing a bunch of games that have already been released for Game Pass, which it's like, it's finally like oh. they're adding some value... To it, and I don't want to, and I don't want to sound ungrateful like and shitty on indie games, but that's not what Game Pass was built around. And like the last three months, it's all it we getting. This, that way, it's kind of like yeah. some indie games, some wear mobile games. So we're finally getting stuff like Ninu Kuni, the Wrath of the White Witch remaster is coming, Metal Hill is coming. Well, it's already out. It's already out. On the, it came out on the fifteenth. Out, yep. Outer wild is back. Um, Death Loop is coming. Huh. Uh, Persona Five Royal is coming. Slime Rancher, we're getting some early access on the 22nd, and Valheim is coming to PC-only version of um, Game Pass, which, again, if you already have a PC, you could have been playing this on Steam a year ago, when it was, like, Wait, what was the last popular. one? Valheim? Valheim? Yes.
1: What? It's just, like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, that
0: game already kind of, like, came and went, so I...
1: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I would so... get it if if Valheim came to Game Pass and then was going to do like the full launch, I get it. But it's still like early access on Steam, so it's like, what is even? Right. Yeah. It's again. Okay. Yeah,
0: you're not wrong. It's still an early access.
1: Yeah, it's so, weird.
0: So yeah, that's uh, that's Game Pass. Um, I mean, they are. I, I will give them credit. They are actually, you know, providing some fucking value. final. Um, I canceled yeah. Game Pass like six months ago because it was just like, what's oh, the point? Holy... Um, yeah, it just that's felt bad.
1: Last time Game Pass had anything on it I cared about was, like, Tunic, wasn't it? Yeah. that's. That was, yeah. like, March or something. Yeah, that's,
0: I think I canceled it in March or April.
1: Yeah, it was around the same time. I think it was, like, the last thing you did on Game Pass, wasn't it? hmm Or something, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Capcom, obviously, they they
0: um, did a huge showcase, and this is what they said they were going to do. They were going to focus on... Um, Do like, a big thing focusing on Street Fighter, and then they have kind of, like, a second follow-up. Still kind of touching base on Street Fighter, Mm -hmm. Mega Man Battle Collection, Mm -hmm. uh, Battle Network Collection, and um, we got a a trailer for the new Monster Hunter Winter expansion, and then um, Exo Primal, which is interesting. I don't know if it's going to be good, though. Um, Yeah, I can tell you. And that's kind of where we are with that. But um, so it kind of just reminds me of, like,
1: Anthem
0: with dinosaurs? Um for it.
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. It's I'm not sold. Okay. I'm ne- I've I'm one of those people I've never been a dinosaur guy. Turek never did it for me. Jurassic Park and the movie franchise never mattered to me. I'm not a dinosaur. That's I was fair. never a dinosaur kid, and I'm not like a dinosaur adult either. Right. Oops which, not that I care because it's not my up my alley, but mm-hmm. Ark is coming to the Epic store for free on Thursday. Oh there you go. Keep an eye on for that. This is a fun grab for anyone who who does Epic. Yeah. Uh, that, Ark will be there.
0: That's a game that like if I didn't if it wasn't such a time sink, I'd probably play it. Um mm-hmm. Now the thing is with Primal, it doesn't look extremely graphically mm-hmm. impressive. Um and that's kind of not a bad thing here. And I almost wonder if yeah. we might see this on the Switch at some point. Um, oh, just, I can see this on the Switch, yeah. Yeah, just, just because, but <laughs> yeah, it looks. I mean, I, I you know, I like <laughs> that 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 armor setup style. It's like Destiny kind of anthem looking. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I kind of want to wait on re- reviews for this one.
1: But Capcom, I hope. Go ahead. My my review score for this game will either be a two or a nine, and it only factors on one factor. Uh. If, this, if the last boss of this game is a giant T-Rex getting into a T-Rex mech thing, like mech, and being a Mech, then I'll give it a 9. If it doesn't have that, then it's going to be a 2. I'm mm. sorry. I don't make the rules. It's just what it is.
0: Nice. I, I hope the ty- I hope his name is Tex. It so has to be
1: Tyrannosaurus mech. Yeah.
0: What if, it, what if his name is Tex, then it would be Tex-Mex. Tex-The Tex-Mex is fine. I'm okay And with then he it. shoots Quesadillas at you, and i am
1: be like, oh, yeah, Quesadillas, bitch! And the battle <laughs> arena where you fight him is a Tijuana Flats. Um, Aim for the weak spot on his back. It's a big taco bell. Like, (laughs) (laughs) bong, 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 (laughs) bong. Hell yeah, dude. I'm here Uh, for it. It's getting too late for that.
2: (laughs) Um,
1: So, yeah, we got some
0: more news about Mega Man Battle Network. I am excited for this because this is one of these games that I was like, please, please, please bring it. Please bring it. I got my wish. Um, Yeah. So, we're getting online trading and battling. I'm excited for it. It's not going to be crossplay, oh, cool. um, which I that would be a, lot, a pretty um. big expectation to have this as crossplay. I'm, I'm, but I'm glad that we're getting some online features for it. I am fucking excited for this. Um, digitally, this is going to be two packs, but if you buy it physically, it will be one pack, uh, and it's going to be all games smashed into one. So I am definitely picking this up. Again, and I made this point earlier on Twitter. It's we got a, a Nintendo Direct with no Game Boy Advance, no Game Boy Color. So we're going to have to continually mm-hmm. rely on third party companies to release these packs because it's like Nintendo, for some reason, historically yeah. just pretends like the Game Boy Advance doesn't exist. Um, and like some of the best portable titles have been locked on this
1: system.
2: So, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I 100% would be picking this up. Um, I'm here for it. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it blows, <laughs>
1: it blows my mind that Nintendo was like. With the 3DS, they did the Ambassador Program. I mean, we've talked about this, but like, they did the Ambassador Program, and it seemed like a perfect window to jump all the Game Boy Advance games over and make them all re-buyable, which everybody was right. going to do. Everybody would re-buy the show. I, the I was Game there Boy for it, man. I was like, oh, yeah. And I don't they have were to, like, like pull
0: all my games, I can <laughs> just dump them on my 3DS. Fuck yeah.
1: And then, and then they were like, no, actually, we're only going to do a few of them, and some of them you need the new Nintendo 3DS for because reasons, even though the uh, old all 3DS right. that have the Ambassador Program can still run it. And it was like, That blew my mind when they were like, you need the new 3DS to play, like, Mario World or something. And it was like, what? Like, yeah, Super Nintendo's Mario World, it's only on the uh, new 3DS. And it was like, I have that on on the regular 3DS, like, the original model 3DS on the Ambassador Program. And they were like, yeah, 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 but other than your 3DS for some reason, because it's an Ambassador Program 3DS, because reasons... You need like the new one. I was like, "What yeah, the fuck?" Yeah, you need the extra like, hardware yeah. to run
0: SNES games.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: But it's like, wait, like, if I shit. if I hack this thing and pirate it and dump ROMs on it, it'll play it like a dream. So you're telling me that?
1: Yeah, this thing runs circles around the Super Nintendo. You can't tell me that it needs like, like, a hardware together. upgrade. <laughs> it was just so disingenuous. Uh, I yeah, that takes my mouth. Not just that, but it feels like a huge miss on sales. They could have had people buying all kinds of shit. Yeah. And then they didn't. And it was like okay. Sometimes Nintendo hates printing money. I, I don't know if they, Dude, they're day, worried that they compete with themselves or what. To this day, I guarantee if the three DS had like the entire advanced catalog available in digital format and like people would have bought an entire advanced collection for the 3DS just to have access to that as like some sort of thing to put on the shelf and be like, if right. I want to play an advanced game, it's all in there. Like no, obviously they're not great about keeping their stores up and shit, but like I'm sure people would have made like offline Access to those things or whatever, and then it would have been like a fucking catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely insane. And they
0: added Pokemon mm-hmm. Blue, Red, Yellow, at Silver, Gold, mm-hmm. and Crystal on three on the on the 3DS. Now oh, they yeah. didn't do like Sapphire, Ruby, Emerald, um, or Leaf Green and and Fire Red, and like they would have a sold gangbusters because those games never dropped below twenty dollars even at their lowest price. Um. But I mean, those games oh, are probably yeah. going like $60, 70 out of box right now. Um, they could have easily charged retail. Like, original MSRP for those people would have bought them. They would have been online compatible with like Pokemon Box, Pokemon Home. And that would have just been like another easier way to bring those Pokemon into like the modern consoles that you to play on the old <laughs> classics. And it was nice mm-hmm. that we got, you know, the, the, the first six games because that was like their first time that Americans could bridge. Those older games to like the modern consoles, um, but yeah, it just it was such a
1: just a missed mark. No, absolutely. No, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it just every once in a while Nintendo does a thing where it's like it's like we talk about with Sega. They both have this sort of like they'll be like this, and then they'll just kind of like take their hand off on a random product. They'll pick a random product and be like, "Okay, don't pay attention to it." Mm-hmm. Every company does this with something random. It feels like. Nintendo does it with, like, missing sales on things like like short-printing Amiibos for no reason. And then, like, no one can get their hands on Amiibos. And it's like, oh, man, I've got 30 customers that come to GameStop all looking for the Marth Amiibo. And they'd all be buying it, but you didn't make enough. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, well, you know, that it sucks. And it's like, they're going for $100 online because you guys aren't making them. If you guys just made a bunch of these, they would sell. And then, like, we get a friend of Marth. scalpers like, out of business. Win-win. Win. <laughs> yeah, like, two years later, they make, like, another run of Marth. And it's, like, two per store. And everyone's like... Most people already have them at this point. The scalpers bought them and they resold them. Right. And the scalpers can only scalp because of the artificial demand. Because you guys didn't make enough. If there was shelves full of this product, the scalpers wouldn't be able to scalp. Like, I live I live down here by Disney, and I can tell you scalpers go in there all the time and scalp because a lot of that merch doesn't make it to the other stores, or it only shows up in Disney stores in limited supply and stuff. Oh, I but saw like, a video of like a bunch of boomers fighting over cups. At, yep, yeah, at, Disney Springs.
0: The I'm University like, anniversary uh-huh. come on. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's, that's a specific problem only because a lot of merch in the parks is like exclusive to the parks. Right. But like Nintendo doesn't have that problem. They have partnerships with GameStops and, and Walmarts and Targets across the country. Yeah, they, they can have ship product from Bumblefuck P- for Three
0: decades now. Right.
1: Their they're, they're delivery, Their uh, what's that called? Their pipeline is... Mm-hmm. Already there and established, they don't have to worry about that. Technically Disney could do that with like their Disney stores, but like there's only so many of those and they're far and few between and whatever. Not to justify their behavior, obviously them doing shit like that too sucks. Mm-hmm. But like it just feels weird for Nintendo to not cap it. Like it's for Nintendo to have that problem specifically feels bizarre. Because it's like, how can you guys not get this stuff into these stores? Like, um and we see them do that with like Square Enix does that from time to time with like their non Final Fantasy titles. How many times have we seen Square Enix be like Hey, remember uh, World Ends With You, that everybody loved that game? You yep. made a sequel. And you're like, cool, where is it? And it was like, it's oh. coming. And then, like, you know, no one talks about it. And then, like, one day you're like, we're doing a Square Enix Direct. And it was like, oh, cool. Are you guys can talk about The World Ends With You? And you're like, yeah, tune in. And then you join in 30 seconds before the show starts. And they're already talking about The World Ends With You because they relegated it to the pre-show. And then they don't mention it during the show but it launched like that weekend mm-hmm. and then they don't talk about it. They don't market it. They don't advertise it. And then six weeks later, they're like, this game didn't sell. And in the comments on the article saying the game didn't sell, there's a bunch of people being like, fuck, that's out. <laughs> like, what? Yep. Holy yeah. shit. It's insane, dude. And they do that like randomly. They just, they'll have projects where it's like, Hey, this, they'll, they'll pick some projects and like market the shit out of it. And then sometimes they'll be like, what's that a sequel to a popular game that everyone's asking for?
2: No. Right. Right. <laughs>
1: Nope. No marketing. And you're like, holy shit, what are you doing? No doubt. Uh, all it's right. like, it's like the only reason Endwalker gets marketing is because Yoshi P kicks the door open and he's like, remember me, assholes? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you're the guy that makes us all our money. And he's like,
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Market my fucking game.
0: <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> um... Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, we already talked about it earlier, but Capcom d- going into uh, more depth with the Street Fighter, um, introducing new mm-hmm. characters. They went into more depth with like Chun-Li, with Ken. Um, yep. They went into, like the, I guess, talk- discussing like the, ca- the character creation mode, which I'm pretty sure is a new feature overall, yes?
1: Yes. Okay. It's not really been a thing in Street Fighter. It's, it's so, pretty much always been play as the defined characters. I'll yes. be
0: interested to see how this works with
1: tournament play. Um, yeah, yep.
0: That, that, so yeah, the a problem
1: with Smash had with balance, like balancing the mini fighters, right? Mm-hmm. Same problem.
0: Yeah, so I'll be interested to see how that works out because if it's like a character creation mode and you may, maybe you go through like the first player story mode to build up your stats to actually unlock the character to so its full potential. Um, yeah,
1: I'll be interested to see how that works. Um, I'm, they I'm, could do like I I don't I don't remember if Dragon Ball Fighters has it. I know Xenoverse yeah. has it. Fighters might have it. I don't remember. They could just get away with doing like. You learn the skills of other fighters that already exist in the game, like us you yeah. can, the, right. like whatnot, and then like, the frames and the damage and everything are like identical scaling to like those characters. Mm-hmm. So like, the worst case scenario is like, you get like a, um, a character who has like, the the like the best projectile and the best maybe like sure you can style upshot and like like you know I mean you can have an optimized move list which. Does sort of cause problems because part of the like balance of characters is like Chun Li has really good kicks and moves that like move her around the map, and her projectile game is weak as shit because like when she does her like hikohos, they like barely travel anywhere and they're good for like positioning and spacing people away from you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they're not designed to play the projectile game like Ryu does with the like the Hadokens where you can throw them across map and you can air them down. And like, so hers is really just meant to be like a combo piece, slash like a space maker. And if you could take Chun-Li, but then give her the hidokin who knows how much cause, like, chaos that makes in balancing to, like, sure. have her have a full projectile kit on top of, like, her kicks or whatever. So, who knows? I mean, like, we can't really, we can speculate on it, but it's,
2: it's yeah. tough.
0: Yeah, I'll be... I'm exactly sure they know what they're that. doing within reason. sure. sure. Um, and they can always rebalance later if not, but
2: yeah, it's just something interesting
0: to see how they, how they, how that all works out. It'd be like interesting to see all these tournaments, um, and just have like these like avatars of like, or representations of like the people actually, actually fighting instead of these characters. That'd be actually
1: pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, I almost wonder like, you know what they could get away with? It might feel a little lazy though. mm -hmm. They could just make it so like you have character archetypes and your characters locked to the archetype. So like, If you pick Ryu as the base for your character, you can make him look like whatever you want. Sure. But his moveset and his frames and his damage are all and his stats and everything are, like, literally Ryu's. And you're getting, like, a skin on him. Sure. That you make yourself. That still... I feel like that works. But does that make the content... Does that make the creator, like, not great? Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like... I kind of think people would enjoy being able to, like, stick their own abilities on the character or, like, mix and match skills. Mm -hmm. But it's probably bad for balancing. Maybe they'll do one of those, like... Maybe they'll have, like, presets for, like, Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li style and stats. And if you divulge from those, that character isn't, like, online allowed or tournament allowed or Mm -hmm. something. Or, like, maybe there's an online mode where you can use anything. And then there's, like, the ranked modes only let you play as the actual characters. Or you can play as your character if your character is a character archetype preset. Like, sure. and there's a bunch of ways to make this work. I mean, I'm sure they have ideas already of what they're how they're going to do it. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, I'll be Sorry, yeah. I mean, they're like, oh, I, I, I like I like the game dev in me wants to like solve the problem. So Talking about a game's design, I'm like, how would I do this? What what could we do to make this work? Like, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, so Konami is alive. They're they did something other than make a pachinko machine. Um, hmm. So we of course talked about it, um, I think towards the beginning of us actually doing this podcast, but Konami hiring a bunch of staff to work on their old titles. Um, mm-hmm. So we've seen things like the Calabonga collection come out um, mm-hmm. a couple of their old you know, Konami style games, Castlevania packs. They're coming out. You know, a little bit of run publishing them physically. <clears throat> we've got yeah. uh sweet Koden uh, one and two remaster coming. And mm-hmm. um, again, again, PlayStation era, PlayStation 1 era game. So, you know, be excited, excited to play that. I didn't play it originally. Um, it's kind of like one that's always kind of been on the back burner of of games that I've been interested in, you know, taking taking a look at. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely be picking that up. I'm pretty sure that's coming to the Switch and a bunch of other uh, consoles as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll definitely be taking a look at that. And then next up, I know we already talked about it earlier, but, you know, we can certainly talk about it again. We have Sonic Frontiers. Obviously, get a, a, a new trailer that we kind of... Rushed on, uh, confirming that Super Sonic is going to be a thing, and that the Chaos mm-hmm. Emeralds are going to be a mechanic back in the game. And again, we talked about, like, why didn't they show a trailer like this six months ago? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> during, like, or, you know, five, four or five months ago during E3. Um, this would have definitely solved a lot of problems. You know, we see here, like, they're, like running around these rings, charging up these mechanics.
1: Um, right, yeah, like, it looks interesting, and it right. seems like a good use of Sonic's, like, and that's one thing I'm really actually pretty happy about because Sonic is notoriously, like, he moves fast and it's hard right. to make a game with him work because you right. have tried doing the side-scrolling, but you can't see what's coming fast enough. You've tried doing the over-the-shoulder camera so you can see what's coming, but then you end up with this weird, like, you're running down lanes and that's all you can do. Sure. And that's not entertaining either. So, like, you have to do something else with it. And, like, having Sonic rapidly move in, like, say, circles or, like, close faces Mm -hmm. is really great because it allows you to get that feel for sonic as being a really fast character sure but not uncontrollable unplayable fast just zipping around like an enemy repeatedly or like doing the multi-ticks like like some dragon ball z shit or like going up a surface and then across like and and so the screen can keep track of where you're going because it can pan out and just give you that one that you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this and then you're going here like it doesn't feel chaotic and unpredictable. It feels like mm-hmm. you're still in control of what's happening even while he's moving around at lightning speed. So, like, this is all good design shit that they should have shown us up front. The thing they showed up front was, like, running up a wall with a camera behind you like every other Sonic game, and then the guy falls off the wall, and it right, was it's bad, and then you, like gets back right. on the wall. and You're like, no, this, this looks like all the same problems for the other Sonic games, and it was, reality, it was really just the dude playing the level really poorly or something. They could have
0: done it was no promotional work up until now, and just showed that trailer, and people would have shit great. their faces off.
1: <laughs> yep, people would have been like, holy shit, they made a Sonic game right. that works, like, um, it does all the things you want. Right, but it looks like, like, the,
0: like we've seen those, like, Shadow of Colossus-style huge bosses yep. before, but it looks like the mechanic attached to it is, like, you fight these bosses, you get a Chaos Emerald. Yeah, that's so, cool. Yeah, I'm definitely there Can't for it, it's that. starting to look like it's, like, a cohesive idea finally like we're finally getting mm-hmm. this like and I, again I, I don't know what they were thinking with this marketing campaign but it, i don't know if it's like this it, it's working out um now yeah, at it's least paying so, off now. So. <laughs> it's paying off now so yeah yeah it's crazy um that's pretty much all we have right now for um this week uh, we didn't this i'm um, thank god we didn't do any quick headlines everything i think we we covered everything um
1: pretty they, well the only the only two things I think we could really mention in the in the gaming space that happened in the last week was like mm. that T, the CEO of G2 like right. getting shit all over twitter because he partied with Tate and then people were like wow fuck both of you and he was like I'll be friends with whoever I want and then G2 was like we unfortunately have to paid vacation him for 8 weeks so we can, <laughs> so we can he not, he's fine we just want to have a quick chat off to the side for the next 8 weeks where we tell him to shut the fuck up because this was stupid. <laughs> like, right. I have no problem with people outing themselves when they're people like this. That's fine. Uh, it doesn't, you know... Oh, yeah. It's that like,
0: accidentally saved um, us all a lot of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, also people were saying, they were like, it sucks for G2 now, because he's the CEO of G2, and if he doesn't get removed from that position when he comes back in eight weeks really quietly, because I'm sure it'll be mouse quiet when he returns... Um, People are just going to be like, "Well, okay, fuck you guys. Then we're not going to like support you guys." And that's right. And I'm sure it's the same thing we see with like ABK when they had their problems. we like, probably a lot of people on the G2 team who are great people who can't really just leave the team because their CEO is a piece of shit. They still need to get paychecks and still need to like. And there's probably still people who are passionate about the craft and don't want to just bounce because they want to improve it or whatever. Um, it just goes to show you how amazing.
0: Not only we talked about this before stream, not only how well deplatforming can work, but how mm-hmm. much Andrew Tate has become brand poison. Oh,
1: absolutely. Uh, for yeah, dude, anything. He was literally, did you see how this all started? No, I like... saw
0: someone on, on Twitter cut a uniform up, and I, I I couldn't even tell you if it was
1: for G2. Um, no, so like the the CEO Carlos was celebrating something that G2 did, mm-hmm. and there was like a 10 second clip. Of, like, in a nightclub setting, like, the camera panning from him with, like, a bottle of champagne across, like, a few people, and then back across a few people, right? Right. And in that, like, maybe 10-second clip, you could see there was, like, a woman in a dress. There was, like, another couple people off to the left, a couple other people in the background. But one of the people near the middle, smoking, like, a cigar or something with him, was Andrew Tate. Like, he was on screen for, like, two seconds as they swept by. Yeah but like everyone knows who he is so as soon as they saw that they were like yo is that andrew tate and he was like yeah and they were like what the fuck is wrong with you he's a huge absurdly huge piece of shit he's like the number one piece of shit on the internet right now you yep. have to know that that's brand poison and then i can be friends with whoever i want and i can party with whoever i want and then everybody was like yeah and we're going to think you're piece of shit for that yep and then and then like and then G two was like, "We're hey, sorry about the whole thing. Uh, he's gonna be on vacation for like eight weeks." I was like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. So, well,
0: let's hope. So um, yep, he's I, I think find it's, out it's gonna be on. It's that that is eight weeks for a board of supervisors to deliberate if he's going to still be employed. Um,
1: yeah. How if they can even salvage him staying or not? Yeah. Exactly. Yep, yeah. Fucking stupid. Absolute moron.
0: Yep. Um. So fuck him and fuck Andrew but, Tate and like Claire was, said, he's just so disgusting. Absolutely. Fuck him.
1: Hey, no, there was a good thing that came out of this. Mm. Um, I got to expand my block list (laughs) by going in the comments (laughs) and finding people who were like, what has he even done? What has he even said? My favorite is you'll watch people be like, what has he even said? And then someone will like link like four videos of him saying women are property and like that he beats them and he hits them and they keep people on the property and don't let them leave. And like. how he like sexual assault shit and like where he moved and why he moved there and and avoiding and like how he's like oh i love being in romania because the police can just be bribed he's like you can just bribe them for whatever and then when people will be like well what has he done wrong and you're like what about these women who said that they were abused by him right and people were like well the police didn't come do anything and it's like my brother in christ he said he can bribe the police and get away with it and you guys applauded that too and they're like yeah well if he can bribe the police it sounds like he's winning and it was like fuck all of you people Right? Then. like
2: no nope. a, a, a nope. system
1: where you can bribe the police so you can abuse women is a winning system because it lets you do it fucking right. stupid yeah. like, no so i had i had a fun day uh, at, the, at the doing some block list thing sure
0: <laughs> yep. yeah if you think andrew so, tate has anything to bring to any discussion go ahead and just kindly flush your fucking face down the toilet
1: that um, and um <sighs> there was that and then there was like the G- the GTA leak which, yes, there's not much to say here. It was, I mean, there how is. How do I, well, me, no, well uh, yeah, I'm trying to like, let me rephrase this carefully. Mm-hmm. There's not much to say about the game. It's right, an old, it's footage of the game from a while ago. It's not a fair metric to judge the game by this footage. 100%. That's what I guess what I'm trying to get around to is like, there's a lot of people right now who are looking at this and being like, Oh, it looks like worse than game X or Oh it looks like it's not even because done. It's early and it's like, development and it could be it's early development it's not done. footage. <laughs> like this game looks like it's not even done yet. And you're like you don't say, tell me more. We don't <laughs> even have like a speculative release date for this game yet. And like of it course It hasn't been don't. announced yet. Like we don't have there's been no trailers, there's been no marketing right. announcements. There hasn't, I don't think there was they, even a confirmation that GTA 6 existed, right? It they was just, just speculation said that they, it's in development.
0: Something? No, I mean, Rockstar oh, they said, it, they said okay. it was in development a couple months ago. But beyond that, they could have just started in,
1: like, March. Well, um, so this is, like, the equivalent of, like, the Elder Scrolls Six thing, right? Where it's like, yeah, we have, like, a name over an ocean, but, like, that's right. it. <laughs> so, like, we don't know what it looks like right now. Right. And then, yeah, people, were, and the footage was playing. And, and to be fair, I did watch a little bit of the footage. And it just looks like Grand Theft Auto. I don't even think it looks bad. I think it looks like Grand Theft Auto. The same shit's happening that... Right. The only bad part of it, and of course it's in development, is like you can see characters, um, instead of saying what they're supposed to say, they'll actually say like the name of the WAV file, like player acknowledgement, mm-hmm. or like curse to self, in all caps with underscores. That's and it's fine. Like, it's in development. That's, right. That's how that works, that's though. a They literally do that right. that way. Um. But like, there's there's a whole huge conversations happening, and people were like, "Oh, it looks so bad. Oh, it looks like this. Oh, it looks like that. Oh, it doesn't look like it's done yet." And it's like, "No shit. What am I supposed to tell you, people? It's right. not done. Um, the, the game that's not done and in development
0: is not done in development.
1: What? Yes. That's it. If you're, if anyone's judging Grand Theft Auto Six based on the leak, you you've got the wrong, and you're entirely in the wrong headspace for what happened. Right. Um, because that has nothing to do with anything. It's The leak is a big deal. It's the biggest leak in gaming history in terms of, like, leaked footage, leaked source code. And and love it or hate it, I've never played Grand Theft Auto outside of the first two games. I have not played since 2. So, I'm not, like, a Grand Theft Auto ride-along or anything like that. I played 5 and lost
0: interest in it almost immediately. Right. I loved 4. Um, I think it was probably one of the best storytelling efforts I've ever seen a gaming company do. And that's one thing mm-hmm. rockstar has always had a tradition of. They've done like, you know, um, the, the city crime syndicate games, the, the, the spaghetti Western games and they, it's like mafia was theirs, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, mafia's dead. not theirs. Um, bully. Them. Oh no, red dead. Is, red Dead Redemption's so, so, yeah. are spaghetti Westerns. And, and like they do, yep. they do such good storytelling with these games, um, I, I, I can't say I'm a huge fan of them now since they're you know they're under the take twos on umbrella and I'm not exactly a huge fan of Take Two and their business strategies. But
1: Well hey, but Take Two won game of the year last year.
0: Alright, well any
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, move past that one. <laughs> I was about to hit <laughs> the remember end what, of the show thing, when, but I was just... remember when remember when Take Two went after It Takes Two? Yes for naming their game It Takes
0: Two Yes so Unfortunately, and you can't shit on take two, and here's why. This is like an automatic thing that happens with their lawyers that they have to do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. And, it was like automated, right? <laughs> right. It's
0: like an automated <laughs> mechanism that just it <laughs> goes into effect. And I, I'm not defending take two, what or take two whatsoever. I'll just let me put yeah, that yeah, there. Yeah. It's just the But the it, how the industry works. it was just what happened, right. like, yeah. Um I funny, don't though. think they won, obviously because take two it takes two is still doing a thing, it's still coming out and, on other consoles and all kinds of shit. So yeah, I digress. Yeah. Let's talk about the source code and why this is important. Right. Um, source code is usually very held tightly kept secrets mm-hmm. of how the underlying engine going to work. Anything down to player information, credit card processing, all kinds of shit. And we 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 we
1: don't see a lot of this leak. Um. No, almost never. Right. It's it's rare. I think like it's happened before but like not not often like like one hand maybe the number of times i of sure. it's happened so this gives
0: you basically root access to the game any exploit god mode whatever you want to call it this is what this enables <clears throat> and i think that they it was either 95 or 9800 lines of code that have been exploited stolen and now held yeah, with heard ransom a lot. um mm-hmm. so yeah it's going to set back development probably a couple of years for this game best case scenario maybe a couple months
1: i i can't see it being less than six months right like under any circumstance i want to say if i had to make a guess it's going to be about a year and they're going to salvage everything they can sure from it so like and that's what's crazy because like if this was like the, the the current era is what makes it such a problem because if this was a ps1 or ps2 game it would suck that it got out and there'd be problems right but like there's a world of difference between like a Final Fantasy game having its source code leaked and therefore other people who are programmers could now make a game that feels and moves and acts like Final Fantasy and rip off that mm-hmm. versus, like you said, credit card information, player information, network information for your network and your IP addresses, your location information, all the shit that we put in games now, all the stuff you agree to in the EULA, that stuff has to be handled with the utmost like protectionary clauses right. and, and strength in place. And if you have source code access, you know what those are. You know, you can have access to encryption keys for all we know. You could have ac- access to like data management, things like that. And they cannot risk reusing those exact algorithms right. and settings if they're accessible now. They're going to have to create new encryption keys or they're going to have to change sort of change the locks, so sure. to speak. Um, and, and that's just on the inter- information protection. Those not take into account, like, the game feel stuff and the engine things like that and the assets and things. Like, it's even if they did decide to reuse that shit, it's still going to take six months to a year to correct the damage and write the shit from what happened. Right. And if they do choose to use that, they still run the risk of not changing enough to be indistinguishable. Somebody who knows the old encryption keys could maybe crack it over time if they figure out what was added or changed. Sure. Somebody who has the old assets could could realize the slight changes in the assets to the structure and therefore would like figure out a way to fuck with the game in ways that aren't supposed to be possible. Things that you know, and we don't know uh, how much source code was proprietary from the
0: old game. So that too, yeah, they they might be able to bridge access to Final or Final Fantasy. Gee, I keep doing that. (laughs) Grand Theft Auto Auto Five. And uh, the thing is too, like we are talking about like credit cards, is like any company that does any kind of like financial exchange to like credit cards, they have to have what's called an IP certification done. And if they lose that, they lose the ability to process financial money, like any kind of like financial transaction. This could be I mean this could be damning for this company. I mean, we could they might have to pull GTA 5 offline because if there's any kind of old proprietary yeah. code that was used and stolen and we we don't know if if they got a hold of like the source code for GTA 5 either. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I well, guess it came out that he is like holding the stuff ransom wants to negotiate with with Take Take 2 or Rockstar and to Yeah it's yeah, I mean, we know how that's going to end. So,
1: well and there's there's another problem too there that's that's like I have to imagine and I'm I can't speak for them and I'm not in their position so I can't say for sure that this is how it's going right now. But I have to imagine like development in that office right now hit the fucking brakes because yep. there's no point fixing this or changing these things if the leaker is still in house. Until right. that person's caught and like ejected or whatever. And that's the big you speculation. Can't is... Make more changes to that source code to like protect it because what if the person who's doing the source code modifications is that person? Or what right. if someone who has access to the obviously they have access if they got it in the first place. Yeah. Somehow this person ended up reaching into that source code. And if they can still do that, if they're still within the company right now, you can't do any like you have to be at a full stop. Right. Any changes you make are exposed. Yeah, so it so looks like,
0: like there's either at least speculation or good information um, that this was accessed through their Slack.
1: So, in house, someone in. The right. Team so, probably. either someone who
0: got access to their logins on Slack so got or, access to Slack and or someone to, yeah. who is. And it looks like it's probably an inside job. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, not And that's good. the thing is, until. until And that's, that's what's even worse about it is like you have to figure out who did that. And you can't progress development until that's over. So if this takes an entire week of like grilling employees and like cross-checking who was where and when and communications from people and all kinds of shit, and you can only do that so far. You can't like, you can't confiscate phones and check text messages. You can't like fucking dig through personal shit in some cases. So like, for all we know, the person who did this is going to get away with it and they're not going to be know who it was. And what do you do with the development at that point? You can't just keep developing if that person's still there. You have to find that person. And, so him out of there. and Hope he slips up. But you know what I'm saying? Like, could, like if, if it takes you if, if all this, you know, this what are we on today, Sunday, mm-hmm. if all this coming week at Rockstar, they cannot figure out who did this. They yeah. just can't figure out who did this. They they can't they can't progress. They have to hit the brakes. Because nothing there's no point in making any changes. Because like, what if on Monday the dude's like, okay, I redid encryption keys and uh, I started working on the, the way we handle like client information. And then that leaks on Monday. yeah. Or even if it doesn't publicly leak, it gets handed to the leaker, and they don't know it's getting handed to that guy. You can't just be like, well, it's probably fine from now on, because then when the game actually launches, surprise, surprise, the dude's there again with the new updated codes and the new updated information. Sure. And now you're royally fucked because your game is live and collecting people's personal information, and then it's out there. So it's like, yeah, they—it's this is a people... Who are like, oh, why would this do anything? Why is this going to delay the game? How is this even really that bad? No fucking idea what they're talking about. This is the armchair game dev shit that drives me nuts. And it doesn't mm-hmm. usually bother me because it's like people are dumb and I get that. But like, this is absolute nightmare mode right now yeah, for Rockstar. This is the if worst case Rockstar, scenario of yes, any this game. This is their company. fucking doomsday shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I, t- I was talking to a friend about it today and I was like, they were like, is that really even a big deal? And I was like, dude, I have a card game. Like, here, look at this. I have an actual card game that I'm working on. Like, in physical, right? I probably Mm -hmm. already mentioned this. I actually have physical cards made by Creature, Uh right? So we have real, you know, physical cards. But these physical cards don't have art on them. Like, there's two cards. There's cards that are just written text, like Mm -hmm. this. And then there's cards where I'm using art from, like, Naruto, or from Dragon Ball, or from anime. To, like, get the feel of what that card's gonna be like in the real game, Right. And even, even the elements, they're all like fire, wind, ice. None of these are even going to be in the final product. I only have them coded that way so that if I show people these cards, you just come of they're not what it actually is going to be. Sure. Um, and if, if all those cards got leaked online, like if, if someone just took a picture of all the cards and mechanics, because all the cards and mechanics are finalized. All the actual things they do are, are what they're going to do. If that all just got thrown up online and people were like, wow, like all the art's stolen and this and that and the other, it would be like, And I'm just a one-dude team, and that would be devastating for me, because then I'd have to, like, do I change shit? Do I make things different? People already can see the cards. People could print this shit out at home and just play. Why would people buy my game at this point? Or some company could
0: snag it up and run with it like it's their own.
1: Yeah, if I don't have a solid copyright on it, which I don't yet, someone could just fucking snag it and run in the wind with it. Like, Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of problems that can happen, and we've seen even code can be copyright in some cases. If you can prove that a certain person made it a certain way, like, we've had, there's been legal issues between PUBG and Fortnite over this shit. Like, it's a disaster. It's an absolute mm-hmm. disaster for them to have this happen. Yeah. <laughs> one that neat. I couldn't. And that's the thing: the hot, the bigger you are, the more this affects you because of this type of of uh, public facing crisis problem. Like yeah, this... me as a one person developer, I could probably post those cards on my Twitter right now, like every single card, and nobody would say anything about it. I'd yeah. maybe get fifteen impressions. And like a like or something or a comment of someone being like, "What is this?" But like right. when you're fucking rock star, and it's we're talking about full-on source code, proprietary it's like other end of the spectrum. Right. It's the worst thing you could possibly have happen. Mm-hmm. It's insane.
0: I'm sure we'll be talking about this more next week too. Um, I'm sure there's yeah, definitely be some sure story be developments here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's um, let's try to wrap up the show. It's just been going. on. Oh, this is a long show. I, I know this is this is going to be a, a meaty episode. We had a lot to talk about. This it week. was
1: yeah. It was between Nintendo, then Sony, then TGS. We had our hands full. Absolutely. Um, and what's crazy is we we are at three hours and we skipped all the quick headlines too. We, we didn't did. even try to make any. Nope. So yeah. let's get on
0: to uh, upcoming game releases. Um, Hard Space Shipbreaker coming to PlayStation Five, Xbox Series X and S, the twentieth. Uh, Jack Move, coming to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, September 20th. Solstice, um, S-O-U-L, coming to oh. uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, X and PC, September 20th. Gundam Evolution, coming to PC, September 21st. Uh, no Place for Bravery, or Bravely Default. It's not a default <laughs> setting. Switch and PC coming <laughs> September 22nd. Um Serial Cleaners, uh, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch PC, September 22nd, Session Skate Sim, PlayStation 5, 4, Xbox One, PC, September 22nd, and Slime Rancher 2. Um, That is coming in September 22nd as well, Xbox Series X and S and PC. Hopefully we'll eventually see a Switch release of that as well. The Diofield Chronicle, or Diofield Chronicle, Ronnie James Diofield oh, Chronicle, man. coming to the PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One, Switch, PC September 22nd. Somebody take this microphone away from me. I'm um, say
1: Rodney Diofield? Ronnie James Diofield. How are you going to give that game no respect? No. Right, right, Jesus Christ. Alright. Shovel Knight
0: <laughs> Dig, coming to the Switch, PC, iOS, September 23rd. And that looks cool, actually. Shovel Knight Dig? Did you see that one?
1: I yeah, did not see that one. It looks, it looks interesting. It's it's a chinzy mobile game, but it looks cool for a mobile game.
0: Gotcha. Fair enough. Um, and this week in gaming history, we have a short but important list. Um, Borderlands 2 was released 10 years ago on the Xbox 360, PS3, and PC 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Gears of War 3 came out on the Xbox 360 11 years ago. Um, one of my favorites, Halo ODST came